The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome to it. Uh, We just heard the uh, medal count. Norway's got like 330 medals or something. I'm uh, let's hold on. 331. So sick of them 331. brutalizing us in uh, every way. Uh, <laughs> the Norwegian superpower thing. Okay, can we break up Norway? <laughs> right? It's time to break up Norway. Let's just combine all of the countries that are beneath Norway, and maybe we can compete together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're running away with it. Jeez, man. I mean, this is one of our worst, though. I mean, back in 2010 in the Vancouver Games... You know how many medals we had? All-time a record. A million. 37. Huh. 37. We've got 12 right now as it stands and a few days left. I mean, we'll probably wind up, I don't know, 15 or 20 oh, wow. medals. Total. We're not even the top five anymore. No, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, oh, so for, thanks wait. for noticing. Okay, you know what? No, this can't stand. Forget it, Norway. You're a superpower. We're not going to catch you. I got it. Germany, we're, we're Canada, not. Netherlands. we got to make this about America versus France now. <laughs> Because France is holding on to that. How many do they have? They have five gold, four silver, four bronze. We have five, three, four. So we are one silver behind these jerks. That's unbelievable. Behind France. Uh, we do have one uh, event, and it's it, it's a skiing event on the half pipe. So it's a hmm. like a snowboarder, but hmm. they're they're on skis. And I, I forget what the name of it is. I don't know. But uh, we the top three qualifiers are Americans. Oh, we could get gold, silver, and bronze in that. That would be awesome. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have some other possibilities. Uh, curling. <laughs> curling. I guess our curling team is still in it. Both of them are Good. still in it. All right. The men more so than the women, but they are just on the outside looking into that uh, final four that make it to the medal round. Lindsey Vaughn has a race tonight. Uh, Sh- uh, Michaela Schifrin is going to race again. She's really good. Actually, those are the two best women skiers in the world. And I, you know, we'll see if they show that. I mean, Schifrin does have a gold already, but uh, so there's some possibilities. I think our hockey team finally won. Uh, they mm-hmm. beat Slova- Slovenia or S- Slovakia. They're or in a group. Slovenly or somebody. Three right. countries that sound the exact same. Uh, yeah. It's Slovakia, like, Slovenia, and uh, uh, and and Slav Slovingly, Slovingly is the third mm, one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, we got that going for us. <clears throat> I see. These are all collegians. They're just college guys mm-hmm. against everybody else's pros. Yeah. And that's the way it used to be all the time, and it was fine because our college guys. Uh, in basketball and and some of the other events, hockey. I mean, we won in sixty and we won in eighty with amateurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it got tougher and tougher and tougher as the world got more sophisticated. And King uh, came to the United States to train, use all our resources, and then go back home and beat us with all that. Uh, so then everybody started using pros, but we just didn't this year for whatever reason in hockey. Yeah, it got a little ugly. Uh, the men's uh, USA uh, Russia match. Did it? Yeah, um, they beat us bad. Was yeah, it four nothing. Four nothing. Yeah, and I don't know. They, they were uh, playing their starters, if you will, their best line at the end, trying to rub it in. I mean, who really? cares? I mean, that that's yeah. a game. Whatever. They, they, they should totally be able to do that. But I guess there was some uh, chanting in the st- stands and stuff. I don't know. So um, 
Whatever. Trying to anti-American chanting. Yeah, yeah, just back and forth between the fans, the American and Russian fans. Nothing, mm. nothing too ugly, but just it's almost like a fake Cold War matchup now, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're well, here's what's embarrassing it. about it: those aren't even Russia's best athletes. <laughs> <laughs> all of Russia's best best athletes uh. are home, banned from these games because they're all on roids. <laughs> uh, so there you go, including curling now. Apparently, yeah. It's, it's, yeah oh, and that's right, a curling guy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> A man in curling is apparently using performance-enhancing drugs. And that makes doubles team, you know? What do you... It's the husband-wife team. Right. <clears throat> and he's not even the one... Does he sweep? Yeah, he... he so they, you gotta, both, they both do. You gotta deal. be pretty powerful to sweep, you know? You do. Because, so, I mean, that takes endurance. Uh, so. That must be why he's, <laughs> he's doping, because, man, it, uh, you can need some muscle power to sweep. Mm-hmm. And now apparently he has it, but he got caught. So yeah, but uh, I think they were talking to Hamilton uh, of the USA team, and he's just like, "Yeah, I don't." He started to talk about how it could give you a competitive advantage, and then by the end of the interview, he's just like, "Yeah, you know, it's really, I don't think it really does anything for you." <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, curling, roiding mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. it's amazing. <laughs> Also, North, the North Koreans have won a total of uh, zero medals, and I think they're out of athletes, so I don't think they're going to win any in the in these games. So now the question is, will they go to North Korean gulags? Mm. As the team in 1966 did, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're having such a great time uh, talking about how wonderful North Korea is and their leadership, and hey, that sister of... Their leader, uh, wow, is she charming, isn't she? And she outflanked Mike Pence <laughs> by giving him a stink eye and smiling at the camera. Well, in North Korea, if you don't bring glory back to the fatherland, you could be in a bad situation. In uh, the North Korean soccer team, <clears throat> which made history for reaching the second round of the 1966 World Cup, uh, they didn't. They didn't do well in the 1966 Olympic Games. And so uh, this guy's father, Kim Jong-un's father, Kim Sung-il, sent them to gulags. They were in labor camps for not winning a medal at the Olympics, for embarrassing the country. That is unbelievable. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great country. And wow, it's, uh, is that sister... Of the leader uh, upstaging everybody else. <laughs> Man. And like, look at those cheerleaders. Aren't, aren't they wonderful? By the way, 22 of those have wound up in labor camps, in gulags, for not pleasing the dear leader when they were out cheering for North Korea. <laughs> so there's, there is a guy who sits next to them uh, from, I don't know, North Korean Secret Service or something, and he watches every move they make. And if they do anything wrong, bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll see you at the labor camp. Good luck with that. So uh, just despicable that, that everybody's fallen all over themselves to slobber on, on the North Koreans that are there putting on this ridiculous show. Uh, 888-900-3393. This is a uh, an amazing story about one of formerly one of the best cities in the world, probably San Francisco. It's a beautiful city, really a cool place to go. At least it used to be. 
Uh, now an NBC Bay Area investigation <clears throat> from one of the local stations reveals drug needles, garbage, feces. And, and we saw this for ourselves a couple of years ago when we went there for the Super Bowl. And, I mean, you'll go through ritzy areas and it smells like urine. Uh, the homeless situation is unbelievable. And the policies of this town from the leftists have brought this about. Yep. They've turned one of the world's best cities into a cesspool. The investigative unit surveyed 153 blocks of the city, more than a 20-mile stretch, including popular tourist spots like Union Square and major uh, hotel chains. And they found trash, feces, drug needles, uh, it was just, it, they said it reminds them of the most poverty-stricken third-world nations. Uh, they surveyed a section of downtown San Francisco to determine the amount of feces and hypodermic needles and garbage littering it. The results revealed a disgusting and potentially deadly mix of contamination that experts now believe could exceed some of the dirtiest slums in the world. They took uh, photos of this so that you couldn't say, ah, please, you're making that up. It's not that bad. Uh, One teacher that they interviewed said, we see poop, we see pee, we see needles, we see trash. Sometimes they ask what it is, and that's a conversation that's a little difficult to have with a two-year-old. But we just let them know that those things are full of germs, they're dangerous, and they should never be touched. So in light of the dangerous conditions, part of this teacher's responsibilities now include teaching young children how to avoid contamination that comes from the streets of San Francisco. Neat. Yeah, isn't that great? The third worldification of a beautiful American city. And we see this in Mm -hmm. large city after large city run by progressives for decades, run into the ground, Detroit, Chicago, New Orleans, San Francisco. Crime, corruption, disease, mess, uh, just disgustingness like this. Yeah, uh, according to Anila Reed, who's a three-year-old student at the preschool the teacher uh, teaches in, said the floor is dirty here. <laughs> there, There is poop in there, and that makes me angry from a three-year-old. Kim Davenport, Anila's mother, often walks her daughter to the Compass Preschool. She said she often has to pull her daughter out of the way in order to keep her from stepping on needles and human waste. Human waste. They just they are pooping in the streets. She said, I I just had to do that this morning to keep her from feces. Uh, Wow. Apparently, this NBC investigative unit spent three days uh, assessing the conditions on the streets of downtown San Francisco. And they discovered trash and these needles and these conditions on every block. Some streets were littered with items, you know, like candy wrappers. Uh, and trash all over the place. But then they found more than 100 drug needles, more than 300 piles of feces throughout the downtown area. How disgusting is that? This is the United States of America. This is one of the proudest cities in the world. I mean, if you try to buy a house there, Mm -hmm. good luck. Because a thousand square feet will cost you like one point two million dollars, and this these are the conditions that you get to enjoy when you're there. Huh. 
And we just had the story last week of um, San Francisco being the uh, the biggest uh, mass exodus facing oh, yeah. that. Uh, people are well. No wonder. It. No wonder. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me go off script for a second here and tell you about a new product or a product that is new to me. Uh, and you know that I I wouldn't talk about this if it didn't really. Uh, affect me positively. May have heard uh, some others talking about Field of Greens from Brick Brickhouse Nutrition. So I've given it a shot as well, and I started taking it every day because, frankly, I hate vegetables. So this is the only way I get any vegetables. Uh, my wife Jackie just puts it in a protein drink for me every day. It tastes great. Uh, I love it. And now I have more energy. I sleep better. I, and I don't get as hungry while I'm working. Uh, so every scoop of this gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. It's prebiotic, probiotic, boosts immunity, antioxidant power, and it's not an extract. It's real food. Just put one scoop in eight ounces of water or your favorite drink, a shake, smoothies like I do, and you're done. It's that easy and it tastes great. Just go to BrickHousePat.com and try Field of Greens today. See if it doesn't work. Use it for a week, two weeks, and see if it makes a difference. Get your free shaker bottle, too, with the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome. Triple Eight, 933 I said it all day yesterday, and it it's even more striking to me today. This particular effort on behalf of the gun lobby, uh, on behalf of people like Michael Bloomberg, uh, uh, co-opting these kids in Parkland, I, this feels different. Mm. This feels like... Uh, they've got serious momentum. And they found the right group of kids because these kids talk like uh, with certitude that they're going to affect change. And they're demanding it. Yeah. And, you know, I know they've just been through a tragedy. This isn't about them, really. This is not about attacking the students at Parkland. But the time uh, to listen to kids like this is when they're older and when they've had experience. And maybe a little bit removed from the tragedy. It's like if your friend dies in a car accident, are the friends going to be able to set the speed limit for us? No. no. So this, that's no different than this, except it's involving a constitutional right that they don't care about. They don't care about that. Do you think these kids are uh, committed to upholding the rights in the Constitution? No. No, they're not. They want safe spaces from free speech, and they don't care about uh, limiting your gun rights uh, because of the Second Amendment. And they've got their allies in the media. And wow, are they being put forward 
and pushed down our throats. Allison Camerata, who was a Fox News host, and now she's just a full frontal leftist on CNN, a propagandist. She just went after Jack Kingston on this kids' march. Apparently, he tweeted out that, oh, okay, this is really uh, a kids' march and and not a march put together by left-wing uh, lunatics like George Soros. Uh, listen to this, this exchange. It's unbelievable. Jack, I want to start with something that you tweeted because I don't understand it. So let me read to everyone what you tweeted on Sunday night about this. You said, oh, really? Students are planning a nationwide rally, not left-wing gun control activists using 17-year-old kids in the wake of a horrible tragedy. Hashtag Soros, hashtag resistance, hashtag Antifa, hashtag DNC. Do you think that, Jack? You think? You're serious? You think these kids aren't acting on their own volition? Yes, why is it so hard to say, yes, I do think that. I believe it with every fiber of my being, Allison. You don't? Seriously? Are you that naive? Really? Have you been away from Fox for so long that you believe everything leftists tell you? It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, Allison, I think it's a horrible tragedy, and I'm heartbroken that young uh, people have gone through this, and I hope that it never happens again. We all are. And you shouldn't have to say that because everybody knows that's the case. Okay, we're all heartbroken. We hate this. I, I hate it. We're devastated for the loss of life. I'm devastated for the kids who lost friends and for their families, the families of the kids who are, are no longer around. I can't even imagine what they're going through now. So everybody knows that. But this discussion is about gun control, which they're trying to affect now. And we're just supposed to sit back and let them do it. No. But I also know that their sorrow can very easily be hijacked by left-wing groups who have an agenda. Well, let's ask ourselves, do we really think that, and and I say this sincerely, do we really think 17-year-olds on their own are going to plan a nationwide rally? Good question. I I would say to you very plainly that... Uh, organized groups that are out there, like mm-hmm. George Soros, are always ready to take the charge, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like instant rally, instant protest, yeah. and those hey, Jack, groups are ready yeah. to hey, Jack. take it, that, Jack, take I, it to I'm the I'm sorry. Street. I have to correct you. I was down there. Oh, good golly. <laughs> this condescending attitude and tone she's taking. I'm sorry. I was down there. So? So what? You're all of a sudden an, an expert, and you've... You've been privy to every conversation they've had with leftist nut jobs. I talked to these kids. These kids and were what, Jack? These kids Jack. were wildly motivated. I talked to these kids uh, before they knew the body count of how many of their friends had been Allison. killed. No, Jack, no Jeez. one had talked to them yet. They okay. hadn't been indoctrinated by some left-wing group. They well, were motivated from okay. what they saw and what Allison, they endured I don't doubt, during that I don't, ordeal. Don't, I don't doubt their wow. sincerity. Yes, you do, I, I'm abso- I, I absolutely know these children are Jeez. heartbroken, but I also know they probably do not have the logistical ability Jack. to plan a nationwide That's rally silly. without it being hijacked by groups that already had the pre-existing yeah, Jack, anti-gun Jack, that's, agenda. Jack, it's just silly. They're already doing oh, it. They're on buses well, okay. going to the Allison, state legislature today. And, they're 17 years old. And, they can figure this out. But and they, oh. they have the money for the bus, and they're ready to go. I mean, I just have a hard time wow. believing it. This is unbelievable. It's silly to be skeptical mm. of these 16 and 17-year-old kids 
that they had the knowledge all of a sudden it, it, you know they were they were playing uh uh minecraft all day the day before but now they're planning a nationwide rally yeah i mean they're getting the permits yeah they had the- they're getting the buses mm-hmm. they they're gathering uh the security that they're going to need they they have all of that know-how just at the ready yeah they had them all bookmarked just just in case something like this happened. Exactly. I mean, this stuff I, I, turned around is... so quickly. I mean, it, it, Unbelievable. I'm telling you, these leftist groups before the sun set that night were on their way down there, getting on the first flight down to Broward County to co-opt this. They've been waiting, in mm-hmm. my opinion, Absolutely. for the next tragedy to occur. And here we go. I, to, uh, to me, I don't think there's any doubt that happened. There's uh, to me there's no absolutely no doubt in the world and Allison Camerata acts as if it's outrageous to think that what are you talking about okay so these kids have all that know-how all of a sudden sure they do sure shortly after this segment uh two of the Parkland kids appeared with uh Camerata and they called on this congressman this uh, former congressman Jack Hingston to apologize to them I think it's very despicable that you that he would even have the audacity to say that. According to Brandon Abzig, young people across the country and over the world should feel that they have the power to make things right, especially in the wake of a tragedy. We really show who we truly are. So to say that just because we're young, we can't make a difference is not right, and he should apologize for that. That's not what he's saying. That isn't what he said. He said you don't have the know-how to organize a nationwide rally. He didn't say you didn't have the power to make a difference. You can. And I think you're doing that right now because you've been co-opted by these leftists who are exploiting you. Then he said, with any movement, there comes this amount of hating and trolling and people telling you you're just a little kid. You don't know what you're talking about or you're a puppet. Hmm. Well, yeah. But ultimately, we have to move past all that because the amount of support we're getting is so overwhelming compared to everything else. Uh, you can't even doubt the experience level or knowledge of these kids. You, you can't even be skeptical about that in this environment, I guess. Uh, you have to believe that they, they know best. We have to believe that these 16-year-old kids, this is what they're saying, that they know best. They've got the knowledge they need. They have the experience and the know-how. They understand the issues. They understand the Second Amendment. They understand what needs to be done now. And sure, we have a Second Amendment, and I love it as much as the next guy, but they, they understand all of that. Believe me. It's the Democrats helping them to understand all of this. Every leftist cause co-ops a group that is somehow, some way protected from criticism. Yep, and these kids are yep. just the latest. Um, I, I hate it, to say this, useful idiots. Yeah, it's just a term. We're not calling yes. them idiots, and and I'm not disrespecting the fact that they've been through a horrible tragedy. Uh, they have. That doesn't mean we have to listen to their their plan for the future on how to fix this. And are, uh, who is going? Who in their right mind believes that these Parkland? high school students just because they've been through this are the ones we should listen to now when it comes to gun control legislation who in their right mind would believe that yep they're leading the way they know what to do they we better listen to them 
is there a single person on the face of this planet that would... What if we put together a group of 16-year-olds to lecture Democrats on abortion? Would they listen or would they scoff and call them co-opted by the Koch brothers? Would they say, oh, please, your, your allies in talk radio have organized all of this. You guys, you're not doing this. Of course they would. I guess we're supposed to be totally naive here and just believe... They know how to do all hey, this. They you know, know best. They can have an opinion. They can. They're Americans too, sure. but they better be ready to engage with a dialogue yeah, with they the rest of in, us. They jumped into this. Yes. It's just like the family of a of a politician. They're off limits as far as I'm concerned until they get into the political arena. Well, that's what's happened here. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. 888 Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Of course, yesterday, uh, the president was out golfing on President's Day. And uh, one of the kids from Parkland, David Hogg, tweeted out, this is atrocious. Golf over children's blood. Uh, Yeah, that's the choice. Uh, Yep. I'm going to go golfing. I'm not going to accept children's blood or but just unbelievable. He went on to say, what does that say about our future? You are either for or against the children. And right now, you're against them. That's great that these are the people who get to make that determination. <clears throat> and, and again, I'll say it again. When George Bush said you're either with us or you're against us in the war on terror, the left had a conniption. How can you be that judgmental? How can you be that black and white? Who are you to say? <clears throat> but this is fine now. This is, in fact, it's the it's almost their battle cry. You're either with us or you're against us. Because you must, you must tow their the, their uh, ideological line, or be swept aside. I mean, this is atrocious. Golf over children's blood. I don't think that's the decision that was being made. Actually, um, I I don't know what the, what he what would he was supposed to supposed to do that day. What was what was what would have been appropriate for the for the president of the United States? Maybe you don't golf on uh, Monday. It's what four or five days after the tragedy. There were some funerals going on. Maybe that was a little insensitive. I I don't know what would have been okay for these students. They didn't want him there. They don't like him. So I'm not really sure. Perhaps he should have called them and asked them what, what his uh, schedule should be. You know, that that's rhetoric along the lines of uh, Nancy Pelosi saying that the Republicans who weren't on board with that health care situation um, wanted, wanted women to die on the floor or something to that effect. It was, I think I still have that, actually. Let me, um, 
Uh, probably not going to be able to yeah. find it right now. Pelosi. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Haven't you? Okay, yeah, listen mm. to this. They will be voting to say that women can die on the floor mm. mm-hmm. and health care providers do not have to intervene if this bill is right. passed. <laughs> right. It's just appalling that's that's exactly what they were voting for. is that was that what it yeah, said like exact, on the bill it said it was the it was called the republican women die on the floor bill and uh I, the overwhelming support the republicans yeah. wanted it so badly i, I i'm for the die women dying on the floor bill I, let them die who's who's in favor of women dying on the floor i, I the eyes have it all right let's start <laughs> killing them like, what the hell it's, this is the kind of rhetoric. This is the kind of bull crap we have to put up with. Oh, it's just, it's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Dave in Ohio, you're on the blaze. How you doing, Pat? Good. Yeah, I hear you talking about this. How they're just gearing up the rhetoric. It's getting worse and worse. Well, yep. basically, I was kind of thinking, kind of how they have like sanctuary <laughs> cities for like you eagles. Well, basically, let's have mm-hmm. sanctuary cities for like. People that with the AR, the AR-15 rifle, and about that other 199 rifles they want to get rid of too. Other guns they want to do it. So basically, like a hashtag, come and take my rifle. Because that's what are they going to send federal agents to people's house, like you know, house? Because they don't have a registry of who has these guns, right? Right. So basically, you would have to go house to house in there. So basically, let's have kind of like sanctuary cities. They mm-hmm. do it with illegals at San Francisco, Chicago. I think I'm pretty sure in Texas they might have a few that would probably sign right up for that one, right? Oh, yeah, and, sure. Yeah. So basically, and one other thing. Would somebody please throw a bucket of water on Nancy Pelosi and see what happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? Her and Diane Feinstein. Please, let's just see what happens. Okay, have a good day. Thanks, Dave. I think there's a pretty good chance they melt. Uh, it's a pretty good chance. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty good chance. I think it's, it's a pretty good chance. Very good chance. <laughs> You know, it's it's often been proposed that Texas secede from the Union and <laughs> the rest of America practice your liberal policies. Everybody who's conservative and wants to practice small government policies, come here. Then we'll build a wall. We'll wall off Texas. <laughs> you can't come here from California. You can't New Mexico. We, you can't fly into this New Republic of Texas. Do we let Oklahoma in? There. Can Oklahoma come in? Uh, they they can come in initially, but once we've walled it off, no. How about a probationary period as we determine if we're going to extend the wall that far north? Yeah, possibly. We'll, we'll we'll look into it, all the details. Yeah. But the point is, the rest of America, you have your liberal policies. Good luck. No <laughs> guns. Okay? I- eliminate the Second Amendment. Eliminate free speech. Mm-hmm. Don't have a standing military because that's that's too mean. And what is a military for other than to kill? Uh, so don't have a military. Uh, and let's and go ahead and raise taxes and spend all the money you want. We'll practice fiscal and social conservatism. And let's see uh, whose ideas win at that point. We'll use our, our Texas resources. We won't even, uh, well, let's not even trade with you. You go ahead and do your liberal policies and do your trade wars with other countries and uh, practice just perfect, progressive, liberal socialism. Do it. And then let's see who's better off at the end of the day. 
Uh, I think we started with see. Exhibit A earlier today with San with Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, you look around this country and you see the cities that are run and have been run by Democrats for decades. And in most cases, at least half a century. Places like San Francisco, places like Detroit, Philadelphia, uh, New Orleans, all of these cities with incredibly high crime rates, with uh, huge poverty levels, with feces piled up in the street, and you, you think, wow, okay, well, your policies seem to be working great. <laughs> it's just, it's out there for, the, the evidence is plain to see. Yes. And then come to Texas and see how things are run here. Even though the inner cities are still usually run by Democrats, but at least... There's enough influence from the suburbs mm-hmm. th- that we can keep the city fairly livable. Uh, it, it's mind-numbing how everybody still babbles liberal policies when they haven't worked ever for anyone. It's just like socialism. Well, it hasn't been done right. Communism. I just they, There's been nobody that actually did it right. We'll do it right this time. There's no right way to do these policies because they don't work. They end in death, bloodshed, poverty, oppression every single time. Well, sometimes you got to crack a few eggs. Yes, Dad. you do. <clears throat> you do. And how delicious are those omelets that communism has, has made with the cracked eggs? Uh, Gordon in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey I wanted to run a past you guys. Uh, I know Glenn's talked about it in the past before, but uh, teachers unions in specific or specifically uh, can be shills for uh, Democrats or the DNC specifically and, and liberals and things like that. It wouldn't surprise me at all uh, if these kids that are getting funding like the buses and all that to do this nationwide deal if that started with the with the Broward County Teachers Union, I mean, it doesn't have to be Democrats coming, you know, by the busloads down to, to, you know, Parkwood or whatever the place was called. But you're right. Um, I would look there first. I mean, that's uh, they're they're known for that kind of stuff, in my opinion. Uh, that's a good point. Appreciate it, uh, Gordon. Yeah, it doesn't have to come from the DNC in Washington. That can come from uh, the locals, the unions, and and the leadership there, or their parents even. I mean, somebody's helped them with this effort, obviously. Please, you're, you're, when you were 16, did you know how to organize a nationwide rally? <laughs> I didn't. Was I just a bonehead? Do most 16-year-olds have that knowledge at the ready? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I was just worried about who I was going to ask to the prom. Right. But now today, I'm going to do this nationwide rally. I mean, and I'm going to get the permits <laughs> I need, and I'm going to set the buses up that I need, and I'm going to... I'm going to have uh, the parking spaces, and I'm going to have the security all at the ready. I know how to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's pretty impressive for a 16, 17-year-old. They've had help. Please. Uh, not every single student feels the way the ones who have been so outspoken do. Um, one of the survivors says if uh, one of the coaches there, Coach Feiss, was armed that day, he could have defended the students rather than shielding them from bullets. Here's what he said. I don't think that we're going to get gun control 
in such a quick enough response. Um, I believe that if we did bring firearms on campus to teachers that are willing to carry their firearm on school campus, if they got their correct training for it, um, I think that would be a big beneficial factor into school safety. Just because, I mean, if Coach Feist had had his firearm in school that day, I believe that he could have um, most likely stopped the uh, threat. Yeah. Yes. Most likely, most likely he could have. Instead, I think he got shot down, didn't he? Yes. Ah, just so tragic, so awful. And that kid, uh, he's probably getting excoriated. Oh yeah, right now. Because mm-hmm. that's just not, it's not allowable. They don't want to hear any of that. Now, if you want to tell their gun control line, that's fine. Go oh. ahead and speak out. But if you've got a different point of view, we don't want to hear it. We just don't want to hear it because you're you're pr- part of the problem. Then. Yeah, that's uh, it's part of the all-inclusive left format, isn't it? Yeah, they're all-inclusive if you believe exactly what they do. Oh, sure, we want to hear you. Yes, you've got free speech. Yeah, but I mean, if you're saying common sense things, if you're saying what we agree with, why then, sure, we'd love to hear from you. If not... You're a moron. You're part of the problem. You're choosing golf over children's blood. 888 900 888-900-3393. Much more to talk about today. Including, but not uh, limited to, a problem in Texas that we're having with our uh, uh, land commissioner, George P. Bush. He wants to reimagine the Alamo. I'll tell you about that coming up in a few minutes. Ah, <laughs> okay. oh, jeez. And you know, I it was good advice when Jesse Jackson said, "Get out the bushes." <laughs> we should have listened to him at that time. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What if I told you that there's a new product that would allow you to safely practice shooting your gun privately in the comfort and convenience of your own home? Now, guns are supposedly evil right now and uh you shouldn't even own one yeah don't cut a gun off in traffic either right they will fire right uh so dangerous and as you know ammo is very expensive range fees are expensive and then there's the hassle of getting to and and from the range now if you want to become proficient with your gun there's a great way to do it and uh it's this just makes sense it just is common sense become proficient with your gun so that if anything ever happens you're able to defend yourself and your family or your fellow students or whoever it may be and you can do all of this you can become proficient by utilizing your cell phone and an app that uses a laser in place of the bullet and it will detect exactly where your shots are landing it's such a cool system it's itargetpro.com it's the letter i then targetpro.com. Go there, watch the video, find out how this thing works, see how cool it is. And right now you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Competitive shooters uh, dry fire 10 times more than they live fire because they know it's just a lot more efficient and it's, and it's a lot less expensive. So right now, save time, save money, and take your skills to the next level. Be a responsible gun owner. And you can do this safely and effectively with the letter I, 
itargetpro.com, offer code PAT. That's itargetpro.com. Joined this morning by Brad Stacks. Well, you know, it's funny because with the iTarget Pro system, I can sit in my living room in my underpants and practice. Yeah, okay. see, not awesome. We don't need every detail that's yeah. involved. I don't really need what? that visual, I mean, but seriously. yes, what? you can. My ears are clean. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Very well. Thought I'd stop well by. Well played. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I was thinking about this the, just, just about 10 minutes ago. That God did a pretty good job designing the human body. I mean, it mm-hmm. pretty much does everything it needs to do. <laughs> and if we left it alone... The, our earwax would actually clean out itself. Did you know that? No, it would, I did not know huh. that. See? I'm sorry. That but I... those things you've got in your ears right now, uh, Keith. Yes. Cardinal sin against earwax. What things? Those ears. Yeah, right. What? See? What? The natural the natural motion of just chewing, moving your jaw, <laughs> which, you, you know, when you talk, that cleans out your ears. Oh, when I talk. But the problem is we try to overtake the systems. We try to stick things like Q-tips and paper clips. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Wait, not the paper. Well, you know, the Q-tip. Here's the point. If you go to usewaxrx.com, you'll see a three-step system that is easy to use, but it was developed by doctors, which, you know, usually when a doctor designs something, it's Mm kind of complicated. With this, it's simple. Three steps. You clean your ears at home. You can do it in the privacy of your own home. I mean, unless you really want to get out in public and and clean your ears right there in the middle of of public square. You can clean your ears Mm -hmm. in your underwear. In your underwear. After you've done... After you've uh, practiced shooting, mm-hmm. you can get out the uh, the Wax RX system and clean your ears in your underwear. It's amazing. I, is this a great country or what? Or what? I'm telling you. <laughs> so if you may not country. do it today. You may not do it tomorrow. But do it this week. Go to usewaxrx.com, buy the three-step system, and use promo code radio for free standard shipping. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, some tweets at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag tell Pat. Uh, Judy Chapel on the San Francisco situation. They're pooping in the streets. New Pat Unleashed song idea <laughs> to the melody of Dancing in the Streets by Bowie and Jagger. That's a good idea. <laughs> totally good. Uh, from Mercenary Grip. <clears throat> of course, the first thing teenagers would do after losing friends in this manner would be to launch a nationwide march. Wouldn't that be your first instinct? Absolutely. Uh, Mike tweets, teenagers today can't give me the correct change when I place my order at McDonald's, but they can coordinate a full-fledged protest to change gun laws. Right. (laughs) Don't tread up on, don't tread upon, uh, says the left is apparently now okay with the associates of victims setting policy. Uh... Do you think they'd have let the families of those murdered in Benghazi set State Department policy? Ooh. Perhaps not. Hmm. They don't even like to. They don't even like to talk about Benghazi. I wish we had devoted the attention to Benghazi that we've devoted to this Russian collusion thing. Supposedly, uh, we might have gotten to the bottom of of why those four men died without any help being sent their way. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let's go to Philip in Alabama. Hey, Philip, you're on the blaze. 
Uh, yes, I, I took a little bit of an exception with something that you said earlier about Texas. Mm-hmm. Remember Houston? Remember the mayor that asked for uh, the preachers to all put down their words in writing so that she could? You said that that was the most. I remember important. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have a little bit of a problem with that because <laughs> Alabama is a much more conservative state as a rule. Now, true enough, mm-hmm. we have T. Ivey, who is our governor, who called for a special election mm-hmm. that then turned around and backfired on the Republicans, but I'm not exactly sure she even qualifies as a Republican. If you know anything about her history, well, maybe she's not quite so conservative after all. <laughs> okay. Uh, the problem the problem with Alabama is I don't think it can sustain itself in the case of us walling a state off and be declaring our own our own republic. We got everything we need here in Texas. Does Alabama? You don't have enough oil to keep us rolling. Uh, right? now, now off the Gulf Coast, we have quite a few oil platforms. Uh, I think we do have enough oil to keep you think us so? going. They okay. make car. They make cars there. BMW, yeah. Mercedes, yeah. right? Uh, All right. Well, Toyota. We'll open it up for consideration when we when we actually uh, <laughs> install the plan. Thanks, Philip. <laughs> everybody wants to be a part of Texas. Yep. <laughs> uh, everybody loves their own state, though, as a rule. Uh, unless you live in Massachusetts or California, then self loathing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. How are you doing? Good. Um, I just wanted to say in regards to the person that came out and said that Trump went golfing. Now, I'm not a Trump supporter. I mm-hmm. supported Ted Cruz. But isn't it funny how nobody brought up, because I was right when you said that, I'm like, gosh, I remember somebody that did kind of something like that. But he came out, Obama came out, and he talked about James Foley, the American journalist who was beheaded and, and killed in mm. yet in a miserable way. And two minutes later, I guess, you know, but CNN had to pretend like, you know, he was putting on his sad face, but he was brutally killed after it was a payback for our U.S. airstrikes. Right. And he was out on the golf course two minutes later. My gosh. That's right. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah. He, he was he was in the tee box before the news crews had broken down their equipment yeah, for the day. And wow. it, it didn't, it's like he, and it's like he came out and he talked to the, to the American people on the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, on your TV and like Trump wasn't doing that. And I don't even support him. And people are making me support this guy. But it's like Obama came out to talk to the public about it. And then two minutes later, he's out on the golf course. Come no on. That's pretty amazing. Double standard here. Oh, yeah. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Julie. Great memory. A good memory, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, because I'd forgotten about that completely. It is interesting, though, isn't it? How they're so insane on the left that they f- almost force you into becoming a pretty committed Donald Trump defender, even if you didn't like the guy going into the election. Yeah. Yep. Because they're so outrageous and... And so maniacal in their hatred for him that you just have to jump in and say, come come on, that's insanity. He's choosing golf over children's blood. Really? Is, is that where we're going to go now? Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, he's, boy. And it's so difficult, too, because he goes on these ridiculous Twitter rants 
So mm. part of part of the day, mm-hmm. you're you're saying, dude, could you please, could you please pull back on yeah. on the thumb exercises? And the then other the part rest of the, the day, day, you're like, oh my gosh, look what is CNN doing now to him? Come on, please. It's yeah, it's I mean, it's just so frustrating in so many ways. <sighs> yes, it is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, we got to get into this story about the Alamo. Speaking of Texas, because um, our land commissioner. George P. Bush mm. is committed to reimagining the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into what that entails uh, coming up here in, in just a little while. It's unbelievable. 888 933 on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Great to have you here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. I want to ask these students at Parkland. By the way, a hundred of them are headed to uh, Tallahassee today to demand gun law changes uh, at the Florida legislature. So, uh, in less than a week, they were able to put that together and get a hundred of them to Tallahassee. These kids are incredible, man. They, they, uh, they know how to mobilize. That's, I mean, fascinating, isn't it? Though, <laughs> some somehow they have the funds and uh-huh. they have the know-how and they have the ability to put together a trip to Tallahassee and next month, very quickly, a march on Washington, nationwide march on Washington. Hmm. Uh, when I was sixteen, I don't think I would have had the know-how to get the permits. Find the security, contact the bus lines, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, I need to advertise this. Uh, Where do I do that? How do I get the money for that? You know, there would have been some obstacles to overcome, and I think I just would have said, you know what, I want to go play tennis instead. Maybe that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And more distractions now than there Mm -hmm. were back then, Oh, my gosh. I mean... Seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just worried about, you know, is my face going to clear up before the weekend? That's all I was concerned about. I'm going to Washington, D.C. to march for crap. These kids, though, they're so aware. I, I, I would love for somebody to say, all right, kids, what's your proposal? How do we fix this? How do you stop this? You, you've said it ends now. Okay. How do you end it? How do you safety wrap our entire country? How do you do that? Because um, let's say you get some sort of gun control. Let's say you overturn the Second Amendment. Okay. Well, you've got 300 million guns left in the country. Any one of them uh, could walk into it. And it's just the gun now, right? Because we're not talking about people. It's just the gun. Any one of these guns could go into a school and start shooting again. So you got to go get those, right? Is that your plan? 
I really want to know the plan. Yeah, and people are just going to hand you their guns, right? You just knock on the door. Hey, oh, we're they're going to be happy to. Sure. Oh yeah, you're 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 what? You're picking up the guns from I've all been Americans. Waiting for you, I've been uh, okay. waiting. Yes. All right. Yeah. Thank for thank you for taking these off my hands. Yeah, I put them I, in this box to make you it know easy what? for you. I've been scared the whole time. They're super dangerous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've been so scared of these guns. Thank you yes. for finally taking them off of my hands. Yes. Whew, I feel better now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, now, speaking for me, mm-hmm. see, I wouldn't be a part of this because yeah. I don't own any guns. Oh, you don't? <clears throat> no, no. Hmm. I, no. That's interesting. So they don't I, have to. I thought you did. They could skip right by my house and yeah, just you know what? go next door. I used to have some guns. Yes. I got rid of all of them. See, yeah, I just already gave them away to the. The goodwill was here last week. And here's week. why. They were scaring me. They were too scary. And so uh, I wanted to get them out of my house. Yeah, sure. And so I I, I sold them back to uh, mm-hmm. uh, the military. Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. place where you should have guns. Yes. The military. See, I took mine to the police station. Did you? I was just okay, like. That's a, that was a good it. idea, too. That's, that's called a, that's a good idea common well. sense gun control right there. <laughs> or maybe we go back in time to the 60s because they had some really good ideas back then okay on what we can do with weaponry and all the protest songs <laughs> like this one okay what do we got yeah darling go and make it happen take the world in a love embrace fire all of your guns at once and explode them in space just blow them all up it's kind of violent though i think just I, no? it, it's worth it out in space though where, you know, you're not hurting anybody. And if you could just explode them all in space, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be. I mean, that would be that would be great. Better than SDI. It, it, it really would. Uh, they knew about peace. They knew about love in the 60s. Um, because we could also remember that we are stardust and we are golden. Aren't we, though? We are billion-year-old carbon. Mm-hmm. And we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. Okay? Part of that entails uh, all of the bomber jet planes that are that are flying above our nation. They're riding, actually, they're, they're riding uh, shotgun in the sky. Whoa, wait, can you say that? They need to turn into butterflies oh, above okay. our nation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There are some solutions to this, and they're peaceful solutions. You explode the guns in space, yeah, and you have all of the bomber jet death planes riding shotgun in the sky turn into butterflies above our nation. And then you've got peace. Well, until the Russians and the Chinese mm-hmm. realize that all our bomber jet planes turned into butterflies, mm-hmm. and uh, they come swooping in. Mm-hmm. Now, if we could get them to agree to the same thing sure. we're doing here, and then... Yeah, that's how that's how nuclear weapons get get eliminated. Here's we disagree. Th- here, and here's the thing mm-hmm. on that. Somebody's got to make the first move. Okay. And it needs to be us cuz we we what? need to be Wait, the bigger I... people. So we unilaterally disarm and I'm sure they'll see that peaceful gesture and they'll do it too. Right? Why are you so confident? Ah, because I just think people are good. I just generally believe so, people are good. This is the good people mm-hmm, act mm-hmm, we're talking about. Mhm. Yeah. The Unilateral Disarmament Good People Act. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. The Unilateral, the unilateral uh-huh. Disarmament okay. Good People Act. Nah, that's not going to work. That's UDGPA. We got to come up, we got another. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll come up with a catchier uh, acronym for it here pretty soon. 888 <laughs> 900 
Janine in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Um, well, well, here's a thought for for the students. Okay. Okay. Before before you start poking at us and and telling we adults what we can have and what we can't have, especially about the guns, um, let's make sure that they are looking in their own backyard and checking themselves in regards to cyberbullying, maybe. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they have this. Yeah. And yeah, I know that we have resources and standards and stuff set up by the, you know, so, you know, by the government and by the state and blah, 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 to help these kids in, in regards to cyberbullying. But you know what? They got to go back to basics in the family. Family values. Exactly right. I mean, you're exactly right. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Janine. The other thing is, you know, they keep talking about. It's their generation that's going to fix this problem. Their generation, our generation is ignoring it, and their generation is being killed. You know what? It's also your generation doing the killing. Hmm. Uh, uh, almost to a person, these have all been, what, 18 to 25-year-olds, 18 to 30-year-olds, except for the Vegas shooting, which, was, which happened at a country music festival, not a school. Uh, I believe... Virtually all the school shootings are have been done by essentially their peers, including this one. Okay, that's a kid who's off the rails. Who knows why? I don't know what happened to the guy. Uh, but that's that's not my generation doing that. Now they claim that my gen- our generation has been playing around. Um, they they don't account for the fact that maybe maybe there's some disagreement in what should be done here. Maybe we we could, I don't know, attack some of the other, you know, the underlying problems. Maybe we get to the root of the problem. Like, what is happening to these kids that allows them to to go into a school and murder their classmates? Maybe we should look at that. I don't know. That has nothing to do with the gun itself. What's the underlying situation going on here? I mean, people are talking about our boys being broken. There's something to that. It's not toxic masculinity. That's not the problem. But there is a serious issue, and it involves devaluing human life. And I can tie that directly into the culture of death abortion uh, situation since 1973. It's an epidemic. It's a a holocaust. It's a holocaust of babies. Yeah. 58 million strong. It fits the definition exactly. And and I think you're exactly right about it's a war on boys. It it's is. a war on boys. They grow up to be men and they are absolutely not prepared. And you said something earlier when you were talking, you know, about oh, this is how you get rid of the guns. You said, "Do tell us teenagers, tell us what what should we do?" And you used the phrase to mm-hmm. to um I think you said bubble wrap our society. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it clicked in my head. We have been raising these kids in bubble wrap. In bubble wrap. We sure have. We won't let them walk sure to the have. end of the driveway to check the mailbox without having a helmet on. That's and right. so they grow up not having responsibility, mm-hmm. not having any kind of appreciation, A, for life like you just mentioned, but B, uh-huh. just for having just just common um, uh, responsibility with the rights that they are granted from God when they're born in this awesome country. Mm-hmm. So they're not taught to respect these rights. They're taught to just be safe, just get by, and oh yeah, we're going to reward you for waking up in the morning, and we're going to give you a trophy. So they're totally ill-prepared. So there yeah. is nothing that they are prepared for when they become adults, 
And this this is just this is a, a a symptom of a very sick society. Yeah, yeah. And so we're treating, and the, and what we're doing is treating the symptoms, not the disease. The disease is what's wrong with the kids. What's wrong with these people that disregard human life to the extent that they're willing to kill as many people as they possibly can for, I don't know, celebrity, or because they don't feel anything and they want to. Or because they've been so desensitized by video games. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. But that's what we need to find out. And we need to treat the disease, not the symptom. And and we're going to have that conversation with these 16-year-old kids that have headed, uh, gone to Tallahassee to meet with their lawmakers there. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have that conversation with them? Really? Yeah, there's a girl right now standing on top of a bus yelling at a crowd out in front there or somewhere in Coral Springs, oh, Florida. And you know those uh, those are deep meaningful words that are being yelled out uh on top of that bus you know it's something profound we all need to stop and listen to and i i'm i'm not trying to disparage these kids i know they've been through a traumatic horrific situation and but i you know they've jumped into this arena now yeah and uh they need to be asked all right what what is your grand plan here what is it tell me what to do how, how are we going to fix this problem? Yeah, in a couple of weeks when you guys are on that long bus ride from Florida up to D.C., could you do us a favor since you're, you know, speaking for us? On the way, maybe you could read a book or two, maybe the 5,000-year leap. Oh, wouldn't um, that be nice? Maybe something Jeez. to kind of educate yourself on history before you go and try to change it. How about this? Read the Constitution on the way up. You're going to have the time. Well, it's a cursive. They don't teach that. Now, yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> Uh, 888-900-3393. If you're trying to sell a house right now, uh, it's probably not the greatest time of year, but it, it can still be done. There's no doubt about it. And if you're having a real, if you have a realtor that says, yeah, this isn't a good time. I can't, I mean, you're probably not going to sell it for a long time. You need to find somebody with a better attitude. <laughs> you need to find a really good partner in selling your home. Uh, Glenn and Tanya set up real estate agents. I trust.com. Because they were so frustrated with their uh, experience in Connecticut years ago. So what they did was they compiled a list of realtors with a lot of experience, with great marketing plans, with really good character, and that have experienced great results for their clients. And the X Factor, which I love. They're also fans of the show. Which means that they generally have the same principles and values that you do. And so you're on the same page and you can relate to each other and you understand uh, each other. So it's a great situation. And if you need to sell your house right now fast and for the most money, this is the way to do it. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking to buy, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. We've got these all over the country. There's over 1,200 agents. So there's going to be one right for you in your area. Let our agents earn your business. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 
I can't wait to find out how we're going to bubble wrap our country and uh, make sure that this never happens again. <laughs> I, we'd all love that, right? It'd be great. <laughs> I remember um, my mom died last year, and, and uh, so I was trying to send some things, you know, mementos uh, 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 back to us because I was in Montana. I was on the mean streets of Helena and uh, had flown up there, so I couldn't get everything back. So we had to bubble wrap everything and put it very neatly into a box and write fragile on it. And when we unwrapped it back in Texas when we got home, every single piece we had sent back was broken. So sometimes even when you bubble wrap, something goes wrong. Right. Yeah. You. I mean, sometimes the box is thrown around really hard, getting in and out of the truck or on and off the plane or... You know, sometimes somebody drops it or who knows. Uh, And so even when you mark it as fragile and you've bubble wrapped it, sometimes something can still go wrong. Something? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, (laughs) the policies of these left-wing wonderful people, I was going to say something else, um, (laughs) go awry as well, Uh as they have in San Francisco. As they're, uh, you know, with the poop, the feces, 300 piles of human feces on the streets downtown in San Francisco. Unreal. Good heavens, that's nasty. That city has just gone to hell. And they let it do that. I, I, I mean, those are policies of the left. Those aren't Republican policies. Uh, so you've got that. You've got the Chicago situation where they've actually tried the most stringent gun control laws in the nation. How's that working out for them? Uh, I don't know. 40 people shot every weekend as a rule. And maybe 8 to 10 killed every weekend. These policies are not working. They're not working. I wish you could bubble wrap the society, but you can't. Yeah, and um, again, it just occurred to me. This past weekend, I introduced my kids to a hill... That I grew up on, um, where I used to um, ride a skateboard, almost like the skeleton event in the Olympics, down this hill, going very fast. Very stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But you know what? I was a kid. It was fun. I lived to tell it. Mm -hmm. All right. My kids took scooters to this hill. They weren't wearing helmets. I know. I'm a horrible parent. They weren't wearing knee pads. They weren't wearing elbow pads. My only rule was if you want to be a daredevil the way I was, just make sure one of you is out here with the others, you mm-hmm. know, so that if something does happen, you'll have each other. Well, of course, my uh, 14-year-old daughter um, wiped out. I have never seen her injured like this before. Seven terrible scrapes and cuts uh, areas. All I mean, the knees, the elbows, the back, everything. You ripped mm-hmm. up her pants. Mm-hmm. She didn't cry. She's like, okay, I, first of all, she made the decision she wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. She went into the house calmly. She asked where the back teen was. I'm a back teen. I got to go to the drugstore. I got to go get you all these bandages and stuff. But you know what? She's still alive. Mm-hmm. She experienced this opportunity to make this decision. There were consequences when she wiped out. But you know what? She's smarter she for it. She lived, Mm -hmm. she experienced it, now she can move on. In fact, she's been back out there since then. (laughs) 888-933-93. Barbara in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello, thank you for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I'm a native Californian out here. I've been here for 56 years. 
And just lately, we have outlawed the use of plastic bags by all retail- retailers. I don't know if you've done that in Texas or not. Uh, I think they tried it in Dallas. Dallas tried it, right? and then they backed out when people stopped. Yeah. They fought back. It went so badly that they okay. stopped the policy. Well, it started up in Northern California, and it's drifted down here, and now absolutely no plastic bags are allowed. Jeez. So as a result, it's been said that the homeless was using these plastic bags to go to the bathroom in for a very long time, and they were readily available. And part of our problem is that those bags are no longer, you know, out there floating around. And I'm not going to suggest that it's the only reason we right. have this problem, but it is in part a reason. But it's an, un- un- unintended, that, it's an unintended consequence of the policy, though. Absolutely. Yeah. It, Saving the environment mm-hmm. and then backfires. Now, <laughs> in addition amazing. to that, every dog park in California is well-suited with doggy bags for their due. Okay. And I'm thinking, couldn't we maybe do something similar? Those are biodegradable blue bags. Uh-huh. They're put there by the little by people. The little people bags. Yeah, well, they're, it, they're for the doggy. Yeah, little people bags. Yeah, Maybe it would help. I don't know. <laughs> now, in addition to that, downtown San Diego twice a week will connect hoses to our fire hydrants. Remember, until last year, we were a drought state. Yeah, they connect hoses to our fire hydrants, and twice a week, they completely clean the sidewalks for this reason. So here we are trying to mm. move forward in the environment, and we take three steps backwards because of unanticipated consequences. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks, Barbara. And, uh, and that's with every single policy the left proposes. That's what happens when All progressives try to control human behavior. Yep, it, it is. It is. <laughs> just, I just, it's amazing. Uh the only thing that I can think right now to do is because this is a poop subject is to play this. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Sure. You yeah. pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Thank you, Al Roker. Is it just me or has Al put on a little bit of weight uh, recently? Have you oh, seen him oh, at the Olympics? No, no, uh, no, I have not. That's weird. When is, when is I, he on? You I know, I, I don't know if he's pooping in his pants again, uh, but I think he's allowed himself to gradually be able to eat a little bit more than is perhaps recommended since he, his surgery. I don't know. Do you think he's uh, relapsing or something? I, he, uh... I don't know. I just, uh, when I saw him, it looked like he was huh. getting a little portly again. I, you know, and you can't, it, it, his point was when he was talking about this was you can't eat very much <laughs> uh-huh. because of the surgery he had. Mm-hmm. And he did. And so. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. He pooped his pants at the White House. <laughs> but I think he maybe overcame that. And uh, he's retaining it, now. and he's retaining it now. So I don't know. I'm I don't happy know. for him. I'm happy for him if he's yeah. If he's not, uh, you know, uh-huh. at skid marks. Anyway. I mean, he's not Jeffy size yet, but uh, you know, he's just maybe because he was thin as a rail for yeah, a while. Yeah, he looked unhealthy thin. Too. Yeah, triple eight. Yeah, you know how when fat people get super thin, yeah, sometimes they don't look yeah. healthy. Yeah, you can tell the the folks that have have. Um, Lost so much weight. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, um, and you're not used to seeing them that way. Al Sharpton is a good example. That's exactly who I was that thinking of. That is rough. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yep. then your head is like big, mm-hmm. and now you're not. Yes. <laughs> I had a friend uh, when I worked in Salt Lake City who lost a bunch of weight. And uh, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And then I saw him, and he's, you know, slender now. And I'm like, you look better fat. <laughs> maybe, you should, maybe you should have a sandwich or something because uh, that didn't work out well. 
Uh, Bill in Arizona, you're on the you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey guys, great hey. show today. Your Thank analysis you. of Allison Camerata's insult to that former congressman was absolutely spot on. None of these events occurring today. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Um, none of these events that are occurring today can be happening without the written permission of the parent or legal guardian. Right. That's right. Nothing, not a thing. So these kids are not accomplishing anything. They're not getting on a bus by themselves or anything else. No, they're not. They're not planning no, this. this. Come is, on. This is all ob- um, uh, smokescreen. That's Most what I believe. It's all astroturf. This is not grassroots. The, you know, and that's the left's big phrase for the right. This is as astroturf as it gets. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Right. And that's not to take anything away from the kids. That's just that's to take something away from the people on the left who are using them, who are exploiting them. That's this is not to attack the kids. But um, I, I, you know, I'm not so naive as to believe that they've got these skills just waiting to come out. All these organizational skills from things teenagers just don't do. All of a sudden they pop out and they, they did this all on their own. Yeah, and I don't mm-hmm. okay. think it is um, beyond the pale for us to respond the way we're responding when you're threatening to take away the Second Amendment, the second right that was most important yeah. to our founding fathers. Yep. Of course, I mean, you'd have to explain history to them to, to let them know what a founding father was and what the Bill of Rights. Well, because be to a them, long conversation. a founding father is an old, rich, racist slave owner. A white guy. 888 900 or 888-900-3393. <laughs> 3393. More Pack Ray Unleashed and Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. <laughs> See, that goes really well with the music. That's I, good. I, I mean, yeah. it's it, like a it's like a rock. It's thing. like a new theme we have for Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> and then it doesn't work now because now this is you know sort of. No, I like I like the alternate version though. <laughs> <laughs> it's happy music because it's time now for chewing the fat. With Jeffy, he looks he looks upset. Hello, over there. what's How you wrong? Doing now? I just wanted to open up a a, a website on my phone, uh, <laughs> one that should open uh-huh. because it will, of what we were talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. off Got another the air virus on the thing. Mm. We didn't wouldn't open, and I just and you couldn't do it. All right, so you know we'll worry about it later. Actually, what we were talking about was uh, people you haven't seen in twenty years, and then all of a sudden you see them on another show, mm-hmm. uh, like. The woman in uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 version. Okay. Okay. You know who she is? She's the main mother in it with the little girl. And uh, she doubts Santa Claus and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, she's popped up again now, 24 years later, in This Is Us, that NBC show. 
And it was like startling because, whoa, she got old. And then I was reminded when I looked in the mirror, yeah, so have you. <laughs> so That's a feel good, so, right? So, yeah. So kind of a terrible realization and I was there. just I was just thinking that there was a character in uh, Stranger Things season mm-hmm. two yeah. that uh, was a big-time TV star, and I cannot remember his stupid name. But uh, I'm looking at I'm trying to find the cast uh, for season two, and he's uh, he plays one of the doctors. One of the doctors in the, you know, one of the psych docs. And the, uh-huh. um, darn it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to open on my phone now. Okay. But I'm just, when I saw him, I was like, ooh, I may have recognized him on the street, but huh. maybe not. Wow. I mean, you might you mm-hmm. might have taken his one. And, and at one point, he was a big, you know, he was a big star. You know who's not like that? And we were just talking about this off the air, too. Uh, Scott Bale. Mm-hmm. Kid, he looks the same as he did when Joni loves Chachi. Yeah, there's like a is this guy made a pact with Satan or something? What there's, happened? There's here? not a lot of us that do that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there's not no, a lot of us that do that. So a lot of you know, us. I mean, that do that. You can't. You know, uh, you're right there and kind of including yourself you, in that. Oh, okay. oh, come on. You got your pronouns right. messed up there. Come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sad news uh, from R. Kelly. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, oh, I know. No, I know. Listen, he was evicted oh. uh, from two of his Atlanta homes. Oh, no. I know. How do you get evicted from your own home? Oh, well, he rents them. Oh, he okay. leases them. Uh-oh. All right. All right. And one he leases for 3000 a month. Mm-hmm. And the other he leases for 11000 a month. It's a couple miles away. The 11000 a month home must be a little bit nicer. A couple miles away. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you don't pay after a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, hey, get out. Really? You're not living here anymore. I know. Huh. I know. It's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Really weird. I'm sure you know where this is, uh, Kent, or I mean, uh, Keith, this is in your neck of the woods. Um, St. Devon Crossing is the 3000 a month. Okay, hold on. And the 11542 a month okay. at the old Homestead Trail. <laughs> now, they're two miles apart, but the old Homestead Trail has a, is a gated community. And with the show, the Google images shows a pool and a basketball. Yeah, they, they're they're both in nice areas. I guess. Yeah, I mean, what was the second one? Old what? Old uh, Homestead old Trail. Homestead Trail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, sad plus news. he's uh, he's under fire now for some serious well, serious sexual I know. And, and, misconduct. And there Wait, was again? a third house in this neck of the woods that was there that's not there anymore. That's mm-hmm. the house that they said that he was keeping his sex slaves. As well, well. <laughs> You don't want to call them that? No, I okay, I see. Well, it's it's interesting because don't they say that, I mean, don't some of the girls say they were there willingly? Yeah, yeah, they were there willingly. And the one yeah. girl where the parents came out and uh, were saying that this was a sex slave and stuff, she yeah. posted a video not no. long after that saying, I'm in a happy place. So Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, you know, because uh, uh, Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin. I know, I love this story. Took a 14-year-old girl home and kept her there. Um, originally, kind of against her will. Like, I mean, I think they slept together in a consensual way, but then he didn't let her leave. Right. And then they were together all of a sudden for five years. And she just lived with him. And it, I guess, turned consensual at some point. Now, they argue, I mean, I'm sure the psych docs would tell you that it never did turn yeah, consensual. Right. Right? Oh, today... 
the guy would be arrested. And, and, and it never and, did turn and consensual, right? Even though she might say right. that it was consensual, Legally, it never did. there's no such thing as consensual right. in that entire... That's kidnapping. Right. And she's a sex slave. And Jimmy Page isn't playing concerts all over the country. He's in prison. Yeah, I know. In this day and age, but in the 70s, I guess. Well... Know, it's okay for rock you know. stars to have chicks just... Uh, well, you held know, captive. You, you, she wasn't held captive. You know you want to stay. I don't mean, no quote. You know, know you want to stay. You know you want to stay. I, I, I mean, don't that know what, that. No, <laughs> actually, I you don't know that. Know that. I, you know that's like, you know you want to stay. No, I I actually don't There's know no, that. You, huh. want, you know you so, want to go. N- Stop no. saying that. And it's interesting though, because I mean, Paige came and left. Right. He, right. He had concerts to do. He was all over the world. And she stayed. And she's there. I know. I don't know if that's Stockholm syndrome. I don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, some kind. Of, uh, uh, there's absolutely but, yeah. a case to be made that uh, you know she was. It was against her will. And then absolutely. eventually he got tired of her and booted her. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, he had her at 14, and then she turned 19. Woo. That's getting. <laughs> that's getting. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Moving along. Wait, I'll now. keep going. Moving <laughs> on. No. I think we've covered that as extensively <laughs> as we can, frankly. Oh, no, we haven't. But <laughs> well, <laughs> as extensively as we're going to. Then. Let me put it that way. There you go. <laughs> Gibson Guitars. You know, my yes. iconic Gibson Guitar Company. Best in the world. Facing bankruptcy. What? Wait, Challenge, yeah, no, facing bankruptcy. Not. The Post the reports that the company what? annual revenues of uh, more than a billion. Uh, is less than six months away from a $375 million secured note reaching maturity, another $145 million on bank loans due. Uh, they've got notes processed. They've recently departed after the, the chief's financial officer uh, just left. Uh, the company also moved wow. out of its Nashville offices, from which it had operated since moving from Kalamazoo in the 80s. Uh, they are saying that, hey, look. It's a bank thing. It's a credit thing, and it will all be worked out. It's just the natural course of business. So they're not going under. They're just re- uh, you know, reorganizing? I guess, but the company has been really bad since this Henry Juskowitz took over, uh, CEO. He's mm-hmm. been there, and he's been really bad. And according to a lot of the investors, this year is critical, and they are running out of time. Wow. At least two and a half million dollars spent fighting the Obama administration, by the way, on that wood situation. Oh, that's right. It's oh, from, right. from Africa. Forgot, forgot about that. The African wood, yeah. Well, so, but you said the, the note is coming due for $375 million. One of them. Okay, yeah. see, well. Uh, best guitars made. Uh, the, one, yeah. the Gibsons made in America, super expensive, but the best guitars in the world, probably. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, know, I hope they make it through. That's really a shame. I know. I hope they make it through. I mean, you know, you can pay. Easily for the lower end, uh, $5,000. Oh, yeah. Up to forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 and more. So, and, and usually, you know, rock stars are, are their clients and, and uh, people who don't have a problem uh, paying for expensive guitars. So I'm kind of surprised that they're in that kind of financial strain. Well, I think, I think with, you know, obviously it's a banking thing and, and they'll, hmm. you know, they're going to work out their business plans, but I think but, really it's but probably they, they a got a guy that they who drove them into it. the ground. Yeah. They do have a guy that's been struggling. Yeah. They, hmm. I mean, since they've, since he's taken over, he's invested in some other, uh, some other things rather than guitars and it's, you know, kind of bad. So I was kind of thinking that because, you know, we let the news out, I'm sure that some of those people that have purchased guitars that don't have a problem paying for the upper end guitars mm-hmm. um, may decide to maybe come to Nashville and help. 
Yeah, they should. Uh, right. You know, like I mean, that that's something we can't have fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an icon. That's yeah, it is. America, man. Yeah. Yep. And around the world. I mean, it's America, but it, that's an iconic American symbol, man. Gibson definitely. Guitar. Yeah, definitely. All right, Ohio parents, this is where we're at in America today. I know you're worried about gun control and all this. Just stop it. Stop it. This is where we're at today. Okay. Okay. Ohio couple uh, lost legal custody of their daughter uh, last Friday mm-hmm. uh, after refusing to allow her to uh, undergo hormone replacement uh, therapy in order to uh, transition to a male. Mm-hmm. So that's good news. Uh, Hamilton County Judge uh, Sylvia Hinden awarded legal custody to the 17-year-old teen's maternal grandparents who, of course, support the hormone treatment. The judge also called on legislators to enact laws giving transgender minors more legal rights in these situations. That's good news, I thought. (laughs) Well, there were the initial story that was on The Blaze led me to believe that there were some extenuating circumstances with the parents that they may have been not the nicest parents to her, that they may have been saying pretty ugly things to her, like she's going to hell and those kinds of things. Uh, and and they also t- in, they also talked, it know. does, and it also talked about, but it said here that she didn't, uh, uh, the judge didn't rule, didn't use any of the uh, possible suicide. Uh, you know, that was some mm-hmm. of the things that she was going to hurt herself. Um it, her one of her statements in this case it's understandable that the parents were legitimately surprised and confused when the child's anxiety and depression symptoms became the basis for the diagnosis of gender dysphoria which would lead you to believe that they were not very happy about that mm-hmm. uh, yeah you don't feel good and you've got uh, depression mm-hmm. and now you have gender dysphoria no you don't yeah you don't know you don't yeah. right so the child lived uh, there um uh, at the the assigned gender at birth uh, through the summer of 2016, the parents sought appropriate mental health treatment, and the the assigned birth or the assigned gender was male, and she's going and is going to female, or is it the no, other way around? Female to male, female to male, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the parents acknowledged that if the child expressed suicidal intent, if forced to return to their home, so you're right. Uh, you know uh, that was it probably wasn't the best of living. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. however. Mm-hmm. It's starting to set the press of taking children oh, sure. away from their Sure. I, I get it. I yeah. understand. You know, that's the whole, you know, if you try to, if, if I have children, my own children, and we're living in a small house and they're living in bunk beds and uh, the wife and I are staying in the room next door with, uh, you know, two sets of bunk beds and three kids, that's fine. But if I try to adopt a kid, I've got to have eight rooms and sofas and everything else so i mean mm-hmm. sometimes maybe the courts ought to just back up a little bit you know mm-hmm. i i know it's the safety of the kid i got it but mm-hmm. just because a child has a little bit of depression it's all of a sudden i mean that's the new well it's gender be, dysphoria it will be interesting to see if uh parents must give hormone therapy to eight-year-olds right. and six-year-olds and if they don't, are they going to be removed? If they're from the diagnosed home? with gender what do you dysphoria, want to it, it's going to come to that. Well, right. no, they're setting gun policy, so we might as well let them be whatever sex they want. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Sure. Uh, good. News, the View. Uh, you know, Joy Bear, who's you know, I'm, I'm sorry, comedian Joy Bear. Doesn't <laughs> uh, <laughs> have a funny bone in her body. Uh, they've been flooded with calls since her uh, since her mocking of uh, Vice President Pence's. Christian faith. Good. Uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, flooded with calls. Uh, Twenty-five thousand calls are recorded. 
from that. Now, she said, uh, Joy Mayer, uh, she addressed the controversy on Thursday. Mm-hmm. She didn't really apologize, but she said, I don't mean to offend people, but apparently I keep doing it. It was a joke. So that's where I got comedian Joy Behar. Because <laughs> that's, that's funny. Because that's funny. She yeah, just said it was a that's joke. Great. That's great. And the man who started, uh, started this, uh, Adam uh, Rippon, who we said yesterday uh, turned down NBC, reported today he's taking the gig. Oh. What? It said NBC has hired no. Olympic figure skater Adam oh. Rippon. Yeah, man. Got to look uh, at him. Now the bronze medal winner is in headlines because NBC has hired him as an Olympic correspondent. Are you sure that's not an old story? Because he that's that was the original story, and then he turned it down, saying he didn't want to lose his Olympic athlete credentials. Okay. Uh, so, I'm just saying. That. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I hope this not, sounded, he is this, so I, I thought so, too. Uh, I thought so, too. But it talks about uh, uh, we'll do work for TV, digital, and social media. Uh, mm-hmm. Good news, though. He, he won the bronze medal. He won the team bronze medal. Uh, so The team bronze, right. Yeah. And he secured... Uh, in the male expertise uh-huh. getting hired there. I mean, but, I know you're looking it up. I hope I hope that's wrong. Because we talked about it yesterday saying that he turned it down and we mm-hmm. were happy about it. Good. Yes. But uh, they might have gone back to him and he couldn't refuse it. It was too much money, which is I hope sad. Not. I really hope. I hope. I hope not. Too. What is going on with how much time do we have here? I've got stories. I, I don't want I want to end it with a very special it was a very special story to me. I don't mm. wanna, All right. Well, to, do it then. Well, I've got to find story. <laughs> got a lot going on over there. I yeah. do have a lot going on today, and I just want to want to make sure that we know that uh, when you think that you uh, when you think that you've got it bad, and you start thinking to yourself, I don't know how I can get through the day. Hmm. Just know that there's a female, <clears throat> a Portuguese female uh, that. Uh, Went to the doctor because she had uh, she had uh, some, some problem. There were some some problem gross mm-hmm. um, on her rear end, and the doctors took a look, and she has two anuses. She's gone through her life with two anuses. Uh, what? <laughs> what? So there's only like sixty people on Earth. Whoa! Have, there's uh, that many. There's a, according to doctors, sixty cases uh, around the world uh, that uh, revealed anal canal duplication. <laughs> And uh, Jeffy, it's, how, it's, how can you make this a lucrative? Uh, it's the most. It's the, oh my god! Are you kidding me? This is fortune. <laughs> Stop it! Is that a real question? Okay, let's let's move on. Focus. I, I mean, I'm just no. focus. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. this is a very. Uh-huh. This is a a real thing. I'm not. No, I know. I'm not making a joke about. No, I mean, no, why course. would you? I mean, that's a serious condition. I'm not making a joke about anal canal duplication. Sixty people have it. You're going to piss them off. <laughs> And so don't make a joke about it. This is a serious thing. Now, the one thing that is one thing that is good for her. Mm-hmm. One thing, two okay. things. Mm-hmm. Now she's had she's had to go back to the doctor a couple times because of these, you know, mm-hmm. lumps on her rear end. But the one canal really isn't doesn't do anything. Oh, really? She's uh, and she won't show? let him fix it. What? She won't let him. She fix won't it. let him fix it. That's just there. Mm. I mean, it's, I guess I guess when you're. You know, born with two, you, you just mm-hmm. power through. Hey, that's, that's what I, that's what I want. But anyway, when you think to yourself, man, yeah, mm-hmm. have I got it bad, and I'm so sick of my life, and think I'm not her. good. Think of her. You think that you know you could have anal canal duplication. Duplication. And you don't want that. No, you do not. You just don't. No, want that. no, uh-huh. you uh-huh. do not want that. That is uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, it's a great time to tell you about CosmoHurtsKids.com. <laughs> they tell you about anal canal duplication. Right. <laughs> do they? And what well, you, you can absolutely what you can do bet with that it, they do. What you can do with it, which is why Victoria Hurst <clears throat> is uh, on this mission to make sure that uh, the material harmful to minor laws in various states are applied to Cosmopolitan magazine, like other forms of pornography. Because when you see these articles, the articles are are worse than the the photography in it. And it is, I mean, you can't even, you can't even read the headlines on some of these things on the radio. They're that disgusting. So if you believe, as Victoria Hurst does, and I do, that we need to take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under the age of 18, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Find out what you can do to help. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, you can tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Uh, Sarah says, "Kids that saw the signs from the shooter and did nothing are now lobbying for more gun control." Let's talk about accountability. From uh, Sassy Tall Blonde, just a few weeks ago, they were eating Tide Pods. Sure, tell us about gun control legislation. From <laughs> uh, Three Jeeps. I compliment Trump for good things, criticize him for things I think are wrong, but defend him more than I would because of the insane left. And that's, yep, that's where I find myself as well. From Clark, hey, you guys are losing the argument by picking on these kids in Florida. Do all the Catholic high school students who protest abortion in D.C. do it on their own? I think, it is, uh, very, I think it's very organized. The guy on Glenn this, this morning had good advice. They saw their classmates slaughtered. Right, I, I'm not picking on the kids. I'm, I'm not picking on the kids. Thing one, they entered this arena. They entered the arena. And I disagree with the guy that Glenn had on today because they're in it now. They're in it. Try to tell me what I should do about gun control. No. Yeah. Sorry. And- I'm not going to sit back and just say, yeah, okay, uh, that's great, kids. Uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm not attacking them anyway. I'm attacking the left for co-opting these kids. For using and exploiting these kids, it's despicable. Yeah, and, and it's to, despicable. To Clark's point in, in his tweet there um, <clears throat> about Catholic students going to D.C. to protest abortions. Well, look, um, if those kids are going up there, mm-hmm. they better be able to have a conversation about abortion. They better not just be brainwashed up mm-hmm. there just spewing out whatever. I want them to be able to engage, too, and have a coherent conversation about rights. And they've had a little bit longer to plan a trip to D.C. than these kids have. I mean, it, you know, it's it's more likely that Catholic high school kids uh, who've had 44 years of abortion to uh, look at and uh, understand and form an opinion on, a little more likely that they'd be able to organize something and, and go there. Um, because those things have been kind of in place for a long time now. Uh, from Gamurgus, I wonder if the poop-free block is a selling point for San Francisco real estate ads. 
the, that's why the real estate is so expensive. Those are the homes that don't have the poop out in front of the street. I will say, though, that, I mean, the kids are not sacrosanct. I know they went through a horrible tragedy. We, we all understand that. But to say that that you can't say anything about their effort? No, I'm sorry. I don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to that. Uh, if, a, again, you're not att- we're not attacking the kids themselves. We're attacking this uh, exploitation from the left. Because that's what's going on here. And, uh, and when kids are saying things like, Donald Trump chose golf over children's blood. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's it's it's out of bounds. It's it's crosses a line and it it can't go unmentioned. And keep it up. Keep it up. Maybe you overplay your hand again. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for anyway. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety-three. Uh also we've got a high school that has banned the national anthem at rallies because and it's outdated and racially insensitive, of course. Obviously. Yes. I mean, you didn't. Obviously. Did you even have to tell us that? No. I mean, that's kind of so like obvious. Self evident. The national anthem will no longer be sung during California high school rallies because the school's associated student body decision to have the song omitted from the school's rally tradition. <laughs> we need to share a little bit more of that uh, coming up here in a few minutes. And still, we haven't gotten to the reimagining of the Alamo. Unbelievable story. (laughs) Coming up here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, national Anthem no longer sung during uh, California high school rallies. School's student body president, um, Ariana Kermanazada. Oh, yeah, there you go. Ariana Kermanazada. Uh, wrote in the school's paper that the anthem's third verse is outdated and racially insensitive. And, and I mean, we sing the third verse so often that... Uh, in our sleep. Oh, man. I mean, we can sing that third verse. We sing it so often, it's always going through my head. Yeah. No one has ever sung even the second verse to the national anthem. <laughs> Nobody even knows there is a second verse to the <laughs> national anthem. After learning about the third verse, the other ASB officers and I thought that this was completely unacceptable and must be removed from the rally. You got to be, I mean, what is wrong with people? Oh, what is wrong? How much time you got? Yeah, well, not enough (laughs) to go through all that. The third verse of the Star Spangled Banner reads, no refuge could save the hireling and the slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Ugh. Does it matter that it's the third verse and nobody's ever heard of it? According to Kerman Zada, no. 
We understand that this third verse is not included when the anthem is performed, but still, what does this tell us? Nothing! I can't. It doesn't tell us anything! Take it. Oh, good gosh, I, I can't. And, and we're supposed to remain silent when children speak, I guess. <laughs> remain silent! I, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I just can't do it. And I, I couldn't remain silent with this Fergie anthem the other day either. Speaking of the national anthem, if you're not going to sing it, then then don't sing it this way, please, from now on. Can you see NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> and so on. I just, I can't get through it. <laughs> it's not a blues song and it's not a romance song. It's not a, it's not really a sexy anthem necessarily, <laughs> is it? Uh, but she, uh, and she has since said, yeah, I, I was going for something there and it didn't really work. So she's kind of admitted that to her credit. Uh, so bless her heart. Uh, that was um, uh, Fergie mm-hmm. from Black Eyed Peas, right? Yep, and her own, of course, successful solo career as well. That you have. I don't want to take anything like, from her yeah. solo career because, uh, man, I've got the entire Fergie collection at home. At home, it's, it, a, it's, it's at home. Yeah. It's probably on your phone. Right and now. Oh, well, of course, it's always on my. Well, phone. Well, can we just go through it and see all? Not, got, not the right whole now. Maybe, maybe we'll there. do that later. I like the maybe I'll do that later. Sort through it. Uh, she told the Hollywood Reporter, "I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem, and last night I wanted to try something special for the NBA." Uh, I'm a risk taker artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country and honestly tried my best. That's great. That's just a great, Yeah, that's really nice. I mean, it wasn't a Roseanne Barr rendition, Mm-mm. right? It wasn't kind of a mocking <laughs> rendition of the, of the anthem. So, you, you know what the, the anthem that she performed, that's not even the issue anymore. The issue is a celebrity just said, quote, I love this country right. end quote, Yes. Stop the presses. I know. Seriously, thank and you. You hear that so little from celebrities that it's like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what you? You love this guy? You just admitted it? <laughs> Whoa! Cameras what? were rolling. Slow down. <laughs> so that is fantastic. I actually might love the rendition now. Go ahead and sing it that way. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to say that, I i mean, you really get a lot of leeway with yeah. me. Yeah, and see, now it really paid off that you have the entire Fergie collection on your phone. <laughs> yes, it did. Now you're like, oh, now I love this music even more. <laughs> yes, exactly right. And I'll be listening to her many, many, many hit songs, of which I could tell you the name of all of them, but I don't have time. I honestly couldn't name a single just a, just a solo Fergie song? No, not, not one. I couldn't name you a Black Eyed Peas song. Really? Okay, uh, hold on. Now that I think of lady it. Lady Lumps, right? Like my lady. I don't think lumps. that was Black Eyed Peas. I thought it was. Or Fergie. Yes. Was it? I thought so. Lady I, Lumps or Humps, that's yeah. Fergie? Yeah, and then Girls Don't, don't Cry. So. That's a great song by her. Yeah. So that's, that, I'm done. I'm The well's dry now. Sorry. But that's pretty, that's better than I did. Okay. Are you sure Lady Lumps is Fergie? Let me see. Uh, lady I thought, And I thought that was uh, Lumps. Know, was, was Black Eyed Peas. Artist, yeah, the Black Eyed Peas, yeah. It was the Black Eyed Peas. Yes, it was. Um, and uh, then that, uh, I, hate, I hate that. Girls song. don't cry is. I hate uh, that song. That is uh, her solo, Fergie. Boy, what do I win? Wow, 
Uh, fabulous prize selected especially for you. Okay. That's been backstage the whole time. Can I, uh, can I go get so it? I don't know how he selected it especially for you when we didn't know you were going to win, but somehow we did. So huh. it's well, going to be really good. You're going to love it. Psychically? You're going to like it. Yes, and I just did. Okay. Thank you. 888-900-3393. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go to Cindy in uh, Connecticut. Cindy, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hi. Hi, Pat. How are you? Good. Thanks. I um, love the show. Thank you. Big fan, and I love Jeffy. Well, now um, you've just lost I'm all credibility. To say about Keith. <laughs> okay. And I think he really should be able <laughs> to put his hat back on. You need to call Glenn and tell him. I know. You need to call Glenn because we have been given an edict that there are no beanies on the air anymore. I know. I just I feel really bad because mm-hmm. everyone said how cold it is, and I'm not on Twitter and I'm not on Facebook. So okay. Yeah, I didn't is, know what else to do besides call the show and, and it, just say it is I cold. support him. And without the beanie or whatever, you get that glow off the top of his head. <laughs> right? now, which is... Nobody wants to see that. Hey, you know, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is actually a very funny story is that I shaved my head late mm-hmm. last week and it was, and I, and I, and I always put the mm-hmm. one guard on, okay? The one guard on the shave mm-hmm. and I forgot to. And so oh, I cut boy. it extremely close, unlike oh. normally. Oh, and boy. two days later, came down the, the Glenn edict, edict mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's making that much worse." So wow. uh, anyway, um, too can much I wear, information, but thank you. Can Keith. I wear a hoodie? Uh, I it's don't. Not a know. Hat. It's not a hat. You can inquire about that. I, I can't make that decision. Uh, thanks, Cindy. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, all right, Kevin in Illinois. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Hey guys. Hey. Unfortunately, I'm calling you from one of the most corrupt states with the toughest gun laws. And I had some gun facts for you or some gun law facts from Illinois. Okay. Um, went into a, in Illinois to buy a long gun. It's a 24 hour waiting period mm-hmm. to buy a handgun. You have a three day background check waiting period. Wow. And at the gun stores here, you have to leave your cell phone in your car. And then I went to the bathroom and they follow you into the bathroom to make sure that you're not texting someone to purchase this gun for someone else. So and to even touch ammunition, you have to have a FOID card. So if I were to leave a box of ammunition in my vehicle and then let's say my wife gets in it and drives it to the store, she gets stopped, she can be charged with a felony for being in possession of uh, firearm or ammunition with no FOID card. Weren't these, uh, in the Heller case, uh, ruled unconstitutional? No, they still uphold it here. Wow. I, I don't so understand how that's time possible. Time to move. Wow. Yeah, that's no kidding. Besides the weather sucking here, it's time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Texas awaits you where it is, uh, I don't know, 75 today. Get here before the walls build around us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kevin. Uh, that's amazing. I just, unacceptable. That's amazing. That's a, that's a, and there were, you know, here's case. the thing though. It's, it's obviously working like a charm. I mean, right? It's, oh yeah. Th- there's no better proof than Chicago as to how yeah. well gun control measures work. Yeah. Crime has actually virtually, let me it's just eliminated. check the stats. Nobody yeah. dies anymore. Yeah. We're down to zero deaths. Um, none no people murdered yep by guns at least i think they still use knives and spoons yeah i mean you're not gonna outlaw those (laughs) yeah i mean pretty soon there'll be a three-day waiting period on spoons because sometimes they'll drive them right through your skull uh and embed them in your brain you're talking about the grapefruit. We can't have yeah. assault grapefruit spoons. Right. You that's because they got the little can't jagged edges. Right. That's where but as far is. as gun murder, it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's zero. I, I checked. I just verified that. Mm-hmm. 
Zero. In last weekend, we should look look up last weekend how many people shot in Chicago. Okay. I bet it was over forty because it almost it, almost every weekend it's over forty. Um. Okay. All right. This is. Let me hit the news here. Weekend violence. Okay. This is just last weekend. Just okay. random look. Weekend mm-hmm. violence in Chicago. Six killed. Twenty two wounded. Okay. Only twenty two. It's a good weekend last week. That was a that was a down because then look at this. There's weekend. another one here. Eight mm-hmm. killed, three wounded. That's pre- oh, that. Oh wait, so that was an updated story six hours ago. So we're out to eight and thirty actually in Chicago. Eight and thirty was the, okay. was the all righty. That's your final answer there. <laughs> Not zero. You want to phone a friend Sorry. or triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three? Mike in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat, how's it going? Good. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, you hear all these outcries. These kids are, are raising some, yeah, they're raising hell. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I can't say that. But uh, what what frustrates me is, did any of these guys reach out to this kid? We know that the local law enforcement, we know the FBI didn't do the background or do the investigation. Did anybody reach out to, to see if they could help this kid? Did any of these kids that are mm-hmm. about cyberbullying and all these things that can't happen to them anymore, Mm-hmm. Did, did any of those guys reach out? I don't know. I really don't. I, you know, and and many of them have spoken out about how they weren't surprised it was him because right. Yeah. They, they all talk bad about him about how he was crazy and how he was weird and how all this. Yeah. Did any of them bother to to be a a, 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 a friend, human being, and say, yeah. hey, is there some bothering you? You know, is there right. something we can help with? Yeah. I. It, it frustrates me to hear this. It does. You too. know. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I, uh, me too. Me too, Mike. I'm with you on that. Appreciate the call. But I guess we can't be frustrated with them because they're 16 and they've been through a tragedy. Now, I I mean, we've all been through it. I, I don't know those people involved, but I ache uh, for them. Um, but then, But then you've got these same kids vowing that they are going to change the gun laws in this country. And, I, and we're supposed to be silent about that. Well, they're being co-opted, and they're being exploited by the left, and we I'm going to speak out about it. I'm going to. Uh, and so, if that's improper, I, I don't know how. I really don't. Because they're, they're in this arena now. And it's not about them. It, it's about the effort, and it's about the exploitation. But these are some pretty cocky kids, uh, actually, when they're when they're speaking out on uh, television, and they're telling you what's going to happen, and they're de- they're demanding action about what they believe is right. Well, and anybody who doesn't believe as they are, they say is going to be they're going to be left behind. Well, first of all, you don't have enough life experience to really understand this issue to begin with. That's just a fact. I'm sorry, it's 16 and 17. You don't know what you're talking about. I know you think you do. I know you believe it with all your heart. I know you think that because you've been through this, you know exactly what must be done. And you know the, in, you know the issue inside and out. And you've got every angle on this thing covered. Uh, but I disagree. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about a new weight loss pro- product that's uh, quickly becoming part of the Blaze family. Diet and exercise are obviously the basic formula for weight loss, right? But if you want an extra boost in your, in your plan to be healthier, this supplement might help you. 
Uh, Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged new dietary supplement to support a healthy weight and be part of a concerted effort to get rid of obesity in your life and uh, and the metabol- met- metabolic uh, disorders that you have. So if your metabolism is slow, this will help speed it up. Riduzone was launched by a local company who's taken the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA that's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce your appetite. And it helps you burn fat. So with proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight. And maybe even more importantly, helps you keep the weight off, which is really the really hard part. Now, a lot of people know that Sarah here in our office recently lost over 100 pounds. And she looks amazing. And she's still struggling every day with cravings. But now that she's taking Riduzone, she says it's so much easier to control her appetite. And she's not thinking about food all day. If you want to learn more or to just jump in and order this, go to Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U. Z-O-N-E.com and enter the promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. That's RidUZone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. I, all right. I got to tell you about this reimagining of uh, the Alamo. Ooh, sounds fun. George P. Bush is uh, the nephew, I believe, of George W. Bush. I think he's, is he Judd, uh, Jeb's son, uh, perhaps. Sure. So, yes, he's Texas Land Commissioner. And he has decided we need a reimagining of the Alamo. Oh, is it going to be like a theme park? No, not exactly. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. But we're going to look at it a little bit differently. Uh, we're going to hide some of the things that aren't necessarily, you know, important anymore and, and accentuate some other things. Um, and <clears throat> just change it so that, I don't know, it's a little nicer telling of it. It sounds so, I don't know. Uh. Texan right now. <laughs> it sounds so American right now. I don't, I don't right like now. the trajectory of this story. Oh, yet. you're no. This is not mm. a fun story. Mm. If if you like the story of the Alamo, okay. If you like the story of Texas and how it came to be a republic, um, but the problem is, uh, it it just doesn't sit well with with some people you know from mexico especially and we we have a lot of tourists in from mexico and a lot of people who live here that came from mexico or tourists that stay you don't want to offend them and their sensibilities and so maybe we could tell the story in a slightly different way and reimagine it oh boy a little bit mm-hmm. uh, that's okay right mm-hmm. he is demanding that texas embrace a more compassionate Alamo, involving, you know, virtually tearing everything down and turning it into a glorified shopping mall. Uh, 
he wants to replace Jim Bowie's knife and other artifacts with displays promoting white guilt and shame. Wait, what? what, what? He doesn't put it that way, but that's what's going to happen. Uh, he began his quest to make the Alamo Mexican again by stealing 30,000 historical Alamo artifacts from the daughters of the Republic of Texas. They sued him for that and got him back. Um, so he wants to be sensitive uh, to both sides of the Alamo. You know, the Texan side and, and the Mexican side. Yeah, they lost. Where a poll, though... Uh, back in 2002, found that 58% of Mexicans surveyed agree that the territory of the United States Southwest belongs to Mexico. It was stolen from them. Right? It's stolen land. Uh-huh. You know, I'd like to talk about the stolen land for a minute. Do you know what started the Mexican-American War? The Mexican cavalry attacked U.S. soldiers in the disputed zone under the command of General uh, Zachary Taylor. And they killed about a dozen troops. And then they laid siege to an American fort along the Rio Grande. That kicked off the Mexican-American War. We sent troops. We kicked their ass. We drove them all the way to Mexico City. Um, In about a year, we had taken over the entire country, including their capital city. They had, we had so completely routed Mexican troops that we had actually taken control of Mexico City. So we <laughs> signed a treaty with them. Mm-hmm. It's a treaty of Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Now, it, th- nothing is stolen there. It, th- this was one. Not only that, but we signed the treaty and we said, okay, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to keep the territory from Texas on. We're going to keep that. But we're going to give you back all. All of your area. We're going to give you back all of northern Mexico, all the way to Mexico City. And just because we're Americans and we're really nice, we're going to pay an extra $35 million for the land we just won from you. After you attacked us. Who else does that? Pretty good deal, right? So if you want to cancel the Treaty of Guadalupe... You don't get back the American Southwest. We get back Mexico, all the way to Mexico City. And you better pay back that $35 million in today's money, which is probably more like $35 billion by now. Um, so I don't think you want that treaty to be nullified. Um, I don't think you want to say this land was stolen. It wasn't. It was one fair and square after we were attacked, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then we paid for it on top of it. Didn't have to. We won the war. Who does that? Who wins a war and then pays you money for the for the land they keep? I, I don't know anybody who's ever done that. Probably in the history of the world. Just a, just a side note. Completely unrelated. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Bush there. Uh, mm-hmm. He is uh, George P. Bush. He is uh, up for election, and uh, yes, election is. day is uh, March 6th, and if you keep him below 50%, he'll have a runoff, and he's got 54 right now. Just saying. And there are some people running against him who uh, want to keep the Alamo the way it is. That's crazy. Keep it the way it is? Yeah, I know, right? Which I is hateful. The way it is <laughs> is hateful. So when you win the war, then uh-huh. you can decide what to do with the sites that the <laughs> war was fought in. Okay? That's how it works. Yeah, it's the way it used to work, but that's <sighs> insensitive now. And and by the it, way, the the, the Bowie knife display there is 
awesome. That yeah, is. is. I it was is. just there in October. Yeah. I may or may not have walked off with some acorns that fell from oak trees on the premises, but I digress. Are you not um, supposed to do I that? I don't know. No one said. I didn't see a sign. I just, <laughs> I just it was in the way. I was like, I tried to clear a pathway here, and there's just, oh, look at these acorns. Anyway, mm-hmm. they may or may not be in my yard now. Um, But it is a beautiful layout. It is designed wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Don't great. touch a thing, George P. Bush. Mm. I... I don't know what it is about the Bush family. Uh, they've got this thing. About the border. Yeah, they do. Issues yes. around it. Yes, they do. Seriously. It's uh, it, it's unsettling to me. And mm-hmm. it's certainly unsettling to talk about changes like this to the Alamo. I, I, Texans have got to say no to this. Absolutely not. Americans have to say no to this. <sighs> I, I, come on now. I mean, we we ha- we spent so much time and energy fighting battles that shouldn't even be on our radar screen. Mm-hmm. So nothing mm-hmm. actually good ever happens because we're too mm-hmm. busy too busy, you know, plugging the dike here with all the leaks getting sprung and things that shouldn't even matter. It's for sure. I just I oh, I believe I'm uh, needing to drink now. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Ben in Nevada, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, thank you. Hey. Um I'm just uh, been thinking and talking uh, with myself because I've been waiting, but mm-hmm. has anyone done a, a correlation between the incidents that have occurred in some of these um these massacres? Uh the one that took place last week, you look at Las Vegas, you look at San Diego, you look at some of these others, and what was happening with um, happening nationally, and these things seem to come on when uh, there's an incident, and we're starting to build up some in, uh, some uh, information, and and maybe Hillary's looking like she's going to go to jail, and then all of a sudden there's a distraction. And I was just wondering if anyone has done any um, correlation between what's happening um, in the media, and then all of a sudden. There's a disaster that occurs, and, and I don't think anyone would disagree that, you know, this shouldn't have happened. But at the same time, in each of those incidences, the uh, authorities, the FBI, the people in Washington, if you will, have known of these individuals. And then something happens, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're being detracted way back again from something, something that's, that's starting to move forward. If, and maybe that's something you could assign Jeffy to do or something. Hmm. Uh, I, I would imagine some somebody's done something along those lines. Um, a, a little more conspiratorial, probably than than yeah. I'm willing to jump into. Not this go around, though. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, so, I but I don't know. There is something to the fact that we've known about these guys, and nothing's done. Uh, it's very strange. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Welcome. Uh, Also some tweets for you. And Pat Unleashed. Uh, we have some brutal listeners. Um, let's see. From GD Chapel, who's prolific on these uh, tweets. <laughs> Finishing 10th. He's obviously talking about Adam Rippon. 
Finishing 10th and taking a job at NBC, that's one way to say I've failed. (laughs) (laughs) Two ways, actually. (laughs) Oh, man. Marantha Mark, look at how many school children commit suicide as a result of cyberbullying. Far more than school shootings, even some school shootings, are linked to cyberbullying. So let's get after the real problem. Uh, That's that's a great point. (laughs) Uh, Maggie Mish says, when it comes to emotional arguments, I have one of equal merit. I was assaulted and had a gun held in my head. If I'd had a gun, I'd have been able to defend myself and wouldn't have PTSD. This is why we don't base policy on emotion or traumatic events. So true. This is why the wheels of change turn slowly in this country. I was listening to another show on the way in. There is another show? Well, there was a local show. Hmm. And uh, they were talking about how we need to speed things up in uh, in the legislature. And there's certain ways we could do this. And I'm like, no. Don't. What are you going to speed it up for? Anything they do is not going to be good. I like it that they're not doing anything. It's good that they're not getting anything done. We've got enough laws. Right? (laughs) I mean, why don't you just work on coming up with a budget? How would that be? (laughs) Maybe you could... Finally, after 10 years, produce a real budget uh, and stay out of the creation of laws, which uh, of which we have more than enough. Thank you very much. I don't, I don't know why so many people want so many things done. What do you want done? What's going to happen that they're going to what it's going to what are they going to improve? I'd like to know because <laughs> I I'm not familiar with the improvements Congress has made lately. Other than maybe the tax cut, which was, you know, an okay change. A slight improvement. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three to here in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Hey, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make a point. Um, we mm-hmm. always seem to hold our police officers um, responsible for their actions when they shoot someone and kill someone. Um why can't the far left hold the person responsible, you know, for, uh, yeah, the, like the person who actually did accountable. it accountable? Yeah. Exactly. A, yeah. Instead, they blame the gun in that case, but in the case of the police officer, it's the police officer's fault. It makes no sense. That's for sure. I appreciate it. Thanks to hear. Uh, I mean, it's a great point. <laughs> Never do they point to the actual perpetrator in any of these events. Have they ever said, hey, uh, that person did a really bad... Oh, it's always the gun. Why do they have the guns? It's the guns. we got to get the guns. Another gun. Well, no, it wasn't the gun that went off. The gun was pulled. The trigger of the gun was pulled by a person over and over and over again. Yeah, but you see, if there were no guns, people wouldn't even be mean to each other, Pat. Like, it would just be... Yeah, it'd be perfect. A utopia... We wouldn't cut people off in traffic. We wouldn't get in arguments at the Thanksgiving table. Nothing bad in the world would ever even occur if there were no guns. Then why haven't we done that yet? Yeah, that's wow. what I'm, I'm saying. Why don't we take all the guns at once and explode them in space? Well, I got rid of mine. <clears throat> what, about, what if the bomber jet planes flying above our nation were turned into butterflies? I like this. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. This would be great. Then it would be such a wonderful world. Man. I'd like to know what has happened to uh, con- American conservatism as well. Marion Le Pen uh-huh. is speaking at CPAC. Marion Le Pen, you might r- recognize that as a French national socialist. 
a member of the National Front Party. Again, they're called National Socialists. At CPAC? The Conservative Political Action Committee? Hmm. Fascinating. Uh, that's I don't fully comprehend that. It does, it does make you wonder. What has happened to conservative values in this country? Um, Matt Schlapp, who heads up CPAC, was getting some feedback on this, some negative feedback from, I guess, Reagan Battalion. So he wrote, Reagan Battalion, I've come to respect you, but do your research. This is Marion, not her aunt. Marion is a classic, a liberal, a conservative. Uh, wow, really? So Jonah Goldberg jumped in with a tweet saying, hey, this is fantastic news. I mean, if she's a classical liberal, she'll announce she's leaving the National Front, right? That's a coup for CPAC. Congratulations. And then he wrote, seriously, Matt Schlapp, I'm psyched to learn that she's a classical liberal. I've always known her economic policies were less status than her grandfather's or mom's, but I didn't know she was a disciple of Bastiat. I'd like to see your research, though, that you refer to. Schlapp wrote back, hey, Jonah, our biggest coup was getting your wife to join mine on the Trump train. Choo-choo. Stop. <laughs> then Goldberg, Jonah wrote back, hey, Matt, please address my point. You know, I like you and your wife. Personally, I think it's kind of bad, for- bad form to drag my wife into this. Regardless, CPAC claims to speak for the conservative movement as speaker from the National Front. Never mind a Le Pen. Seems like a bad decision. But you said she's a classical liberal and I took you at your word. Is that true? Or is she a National Front Cardassian with better messaging? I mean, a great question. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad he tried to stick to the point. Schlapp writes back, part of CPAC is hearing people out. Debate is good for democracy. And we're honored to have her address our activists. We hope to see you. Still not addressing the situation, right? And by the way, Matt, we're not a demo- we're not a democracy. Thank you. We are not a democracy. Does CPAC not even know that? Yeah. And can I also just tuck in here? <sighs> if you are having a debate on Twitter and you pull out the phrase "choo choo," <laughs> then you've you already lost. lost. You've, it's you lost. I mean, yeah, any any tweet after that is irrelevant. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Jonah wrote back. Wait, I, I thought you said she's a classical liberal. Is that not right? We need to hear nationalist ideas now for the sake of democracy and debate. Uh, by the way, this is the same argument you made for Milo last year. I won't be attending, thanks. Haven't been invited in good faith for years, but I hope to see you again in the green room. Then Matt writes, I'm proud of our spouses working for Trump. <sighs> and I'm proud that Marion has moved away from her politics of her forebearers. Hear her out. And then Jonah writes, Oh, I'm sure Marion will say lots of things CPAC audiences want to hear, but do us both a favor and stop tweeting about my wife or associating her with what you're defending. I, I It's incredible. It's incredible. And you're proud of your spouse's support for Trump? Again, not cons- those aren't conservative values. They might be populist but they're not conservative. Even though, yes, he has done some conservative things. But I give you his latest effort to bring about a path to citizenship for 1.8 million dreamers. 
That is not what he's what he promised, and that is not conservative. And we still don't have a border wall or a border fence or border security of any kind. Oh yeah, well, choo choo. Wow, okay. that ended it right there. Put you in your place, that was didn't really I? Really good. All right. Yeah, man. Booyah. Drop the mic right there. <laughs> Sorry, it's the mouse, but it's nah, the it's only close. thing I had within reach, you know. Well, the, you have a mic in front of you, but it's hard to drop when it's attached to an. I don't think mic. the engineers would care for no, me to drop. I don't drop think they would. Either. I don't think they would. <laughs> I, the other thing I want to do is play this audio um, from from air traffic controllers oh. and scrambled F, I think F fifteen jet fighters. Last November. Uh, there was a story about an unidentified aircraft that was flying in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, it started as a radar target moving at very high speed. And then it turned into accounts of, of nearby airline pilots seeing it, not knowing what it was, and then it would disappear. And enough people saw it to where they finally dispatched some F-15 F jets to try to intercept it. Oh, boy. Here is uh, some of the audio from that encounter. Uh, that target south of the boundary, though, that 0027 code moving very fast at 37,000. Oh, look at that thing. So these are air traffic controllers just noticing. Wow. Oh, hmm, look at that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, crazy. Huh. Um, huh. And you don't have anything on him, huh? I got nothing. Well, well, look. Well, yeah, look. It's just a white speck out there. I mean, uh, we can see it, but uh, there's... Here's a pilot now uh, in one of the planes, one of the passenger planes, that has spotted it. No identification on it, just uh, that it's there. Mm. Where this guy ended up, we don't know. Oh, so we still don't know. No. And then this is afterward. They, it just disappeared, and they don't know where, what, where it went. The fighters scrambled. They went out looking around a little bit, but we, yeah, we lost... Uh, we lost anybody having sight of the aircraft. Wow, that's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. That's really weird. Sound like normal people yeah. to me. They sure do, don't they? Yeah. They don't sound like they're kind of pushing some sort of agenda or anything. It just sounds like this is a really weird event, and we had got no explanation for it. And they sent out fighter jets to intercept it, and they couldn't because they it was gone, and nobody knows where it went, including air traffic control with radar. Uh, that's a, uh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird is a really good word for it. Yep. So what was that, and who does it belong to? <laughs> is it the Martians? I don't know. Is it the Russians? I don't know. Is it the Americans? I don't know. But uh, I think it's it's kind of interesting, and I'd, I'd I'd like to know whose aircraft that was and what it was doing there. Is it is it maybe the people who are kidnapping kids and taking them to Mars and making sex slaves out of them? You figured it out, right? This may strike your listeners as way out, but we uh, no. actually believe that there is a colony on Mars right. that is populated by children who were kidnapped See? and sent into space on a 20-year ride. What if it's uh, So that once them. they get to Mars, they have no alternative but to be <laughs> slaves on the Mars colony. No alternative. There's all kinds of... Well, I, look, I know... I mean, there's, there's just apparently no job opportunities no. outside of sex slavery 
on Mars. And how are you a child sex slave if it took you 20 years to <laughs> that's, that's get unclear. there? That's unclear to me. <laughs> it would have been a great question. Wait, <laughs> you're saying it, got, it took, t- A, why did it take so long to get there when it's a six-month ride? B, uh, you said they're children, but it took 20 years, so wouldn't they be adults by now? <clears throat> we got to go to commercial. <laughs> no follow-ups, please. But could it have been these people that are kidnapping our children uh-huh. and taking them to Mars to be sex slaves? Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed. Coming up in a second. Let me tell you about FilterBuy.com. This is an awesome system. If, uh, if you're not sure about your filters, if you haven't changed them in a long time, go to FilterBuy.com. Uh, they are the leading provider of HVAC filters for your homes and small businesses. And here we are with our in the winter with our homes all shut up for the winter time and all of that stuff just circulating around our home over and over and over again. Uh, filterby.com carries over 600 different filter sizes. And if you've got some sort of specialty size, they can even custom make one for you. And then they ship them free within 24 hours. So it's really fast. It doesn't cost you a bunch of money to ship them. And they're all manufactured right here in America, which I absolutely love. They have all kinds of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. So you know you're going to be removing the pollen and the dust and the mold from your air. All the things that aggravate your allergies and maybe cause illnesses all winter long. And right now you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery and then you never have to think about it again. So save money and save time and just breathe better with filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Uh, anybody see Black Panther yet? I've I've not been to this. Uh, we thought about going to it. I think on Monday, we're uh, President's Day. We're gonna maybe try, and then huh. it was sold out. Wow, couldn't do it. At least the times we could go, it was sold out. Had one of the best opening weekends in movie history. There are. Uh, so let me give you the list of who's ahead of it. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, the end. <laughs> That's it. Star Wars, Last Jedi, 247.9 million. It's opening weekend. Black Panther, 242 million. Wow. Then Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Jurassic World, The Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron. I mean, look at how the movies it beat all the Harry Potter series. All the Batman movies, all the Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Dark Knight, all of that stuff. Captain America, Civil War. Amazing. Is it getting good reviews, though? Or is it just hype? Okay, No, it's getting great reviews. As you can see, I don't get out. And uh, I think Glenn saw it. He he really liked it. He he loved it. probably horrible, then. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if he's not ruining the movie, he's setting my expectations way too high for a that movie. Is tr- sometimes he does that. So I, I would rather not hear him speak of a I movie. Know, cause I know. Because my, ex- my expectations are fairly low for this movie. Because I, I know the hype, blah, 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 yeah, whatever. 
but I'm not expecting that much. So I think I can still be amazed. Okay. I'm hoping. Good. I'll check it out. The trailer didn't do anything for me, which is unusual for a, for a Marvel flick. Have you seen the, the during the Olympics they've been playing, uh, It's it looks like a trailer, but it's actually a Lexus uh, LS500 commercial. Huh? Interesting. How am I missing this? I'm watching a lot of on-demand stuff with the Olympics, so help Are me. You? What's this? Uh... Uh, he just, he, it's hard to explain. Okay. Uh, like a remote controlled Lexus is racing down the street and he dives off like an overpass or something into the car and I've seen gerbils do that driving in a car commercial they they <laughs> yeah, they're born like the, they jump out and they it land. is like the gerbil how does the gerbil know that the cor- that the convertible is right there at the base of the hospital They've that's insane sixth sense I mean that's gerbils not believable do. at all I mean I believed you until the parachute and gerbil happened <laughs> I mean I mean yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I mean, you just don't understand gerbil ability. Right. Obviously. So, no, I believe that he the gerbil was born, and I believe mm-hmm. that the gerbil ran away from the nurse, and mm-hmm. I believe that it jumped off the building, and I even believe the parachute. Okay. But the fact that the gerbil was able to time, just born, he just came into the that. world and mm-hmm. knew that this car was down there. That's where you lost I told me. you they've got a sixth sense about that. Ridiculous. I don't know where it comes from. It just is. Just is. Gerbils obviously need that in the evolutionary process. Somehow that got developed, I guess. So <laughs> if you if you tend to believe in the evolutionary process, mm. which that's a whole nother subject that maybe we can discuss one day. Okay, good. Might be kind of Looking fun, to actually. It. It's a fun topic. <laughs> can we discuss the evolution of the cartwheel man or is that for tomorrow? No, I'm going to do this uh, <laughs> now because I we've had this for a while. Yes. And uh, it's great because the guy just realizes, okay, you got me. Uh, initially, he doesn't think he's drunk. Okay. There's a guy who's been drinking. He's pulled over by police. So they're they're about to, you know, arrest him. And he tries to show them, well, I can do cartwheels. Watch this. I'll show you. I can do a backflip right now. Actually, that's not a... Not a backflip. Take me to jail. <laughs> I bet you be. Well, I do deserve to get in jail. <laughs> I do deserve to be in jail. Can I eat some more french fries? Is yes, that what he says at the end? Eat some more french fries. There's a McDonald's really behind weird. him. So, okay. Remember we had the story of the bearded guy who said, hey, you know, I should get special dispensation for having a high tolerance level for alcohol. Oh, yeah. Instead of just a, a mm-hmm. flat blood alcohol content level that you apply to everyone. Yeah. Okay. And he thought there should be a constitutional amendment or something. Yeah. For so it. this guy here, um, he fails both ways. So he fails whether you measure his blood mm-hmm. or his ability to do a backflip, which wasn't yes. even a cartwheel. Good <laughs> luck next time. Thanks for playing. Yeah. I. In his inebriated state, he got a backflip mixed up with a cartwheel. That's bad enough. And then he tries the cartwheel unsuccessfully. I deserve to take me wow. to jail. And he can't even talk. <laughs> that guy is inebriated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice to have him off the streets. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, uh, I want you to know if your kids are going to an Ivy League school, you need to send them to Yale. Okay. That's where they'll find some counter narratives for whiteness. <laughs> uh, they're offering a course this semester, which is trying to help students understand and counteract whiteness. They're exploring such topics as white imagination, 
white property and white speech. According to the syllabus for the constructions of whiteness, the English course is interdisciplinary approach to examining our understanding of whiteness. The class is being offered for apparently the first time this semester, and it will discuss whiteness as a culturally constructed and economically incorporated entity which touches upon and assigns value to nearly every aspect of American life and culture. Blah, blah. They're going to they're gonna show you your privilege, mm-hmm. your white privilege, and I guess what you can do about it. The goal of this class is to create a lab for the construction of counter-narratives around whiteness in any creative form. A play, a poem, a memoir. Mm-hmm. Is this If this was done to any other race... <laughs> There would be such an outcry that it would shut down the stinking college. Totally. If this was about blackness or brownness or Hispanicness, I mean, come on. Yeah. How does this continue? They're, the class is divided into eight topics. Constructions of whiteness, white property, white masculinity, white femininity, white speech, white prosperity, white spaces, and white imagination. Okay. So, so it's basically running the gamut, learning how to hate yourself, yep. regardless of the circumstance you find yourself in. Yep. Okay, got it. Um, and, you know, this isn't the only one. They, they've got some uh, controversial course titled The Problem of Whiteness at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Okay. Stanford is offering a class in the fall called White Identity Politics. <laughs> and this just goes on and on and on. So your children will be taught to hate their whiteness. Is that okay? When did that become okay? When did it become okay to uh, teach men that they're bad and white people that they're bad? So if you're a white male, you're exceptionally bad. And you need to be taught how to overcome your badness. (laughs) Can you imagine any other segment of civilization being taught this about themselves i i don't i don't know how you know these boneheads at, at the ivy league schools could possibly think this is a healthy thing <sighs> unbelievable it's a society unraveling before our eyes no question about it yeah we'll watch it unravel some more tomorrow uh right here <laughs> on pat gray unleashed Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.